0: what's good y'all welcome back to outside the clutch episode 21 tonight uh i have a dear friend on like this is this dude's like probably i'm not even gonna say probably like top two in the industry as far as best friends uh he has to listen to me way more than he probably wants to on the phone and shit but uh what, what can i say that's what best friends are for right um before we get to that i just i want to say one thing we uh for those that were paying attention to my instagram this isn't to throw shade but it kind of weighs on my mind right like we're trying to be professional here we're trying to do our thing um if you're gonna be a guest be a damn guest don't uh don't like straight just not respond because that's some horse shit um i'm Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that because I just feel that way Brandon was Brandon I love you bro I'm so glad that you came on here um he was nice enough to take the spot because I was really really ticked off and was like man this is some crap uh but that's that's part of the life when you want to be on social I guess like sometimes stuff doesn't doesn't quite line up that being said uh just answer someone and say you can't freaking make the interview or something like don't leave them on red that's some that's some pussy shit um now that that's out of the way (laughs) i'm gonna get to it i apologize i apologize um there's a couple things i want to hit before we hit the sponsor tonight uh if you all know otto he is the newest family member of Timeless Morphs. And um, he's having a bit of trouble. He's back in the ICU. And we want to send a lot of love to him. We're sending our prayers. Uh, everyone that is religious or has anything that um, they would like to reach out to the timeless more family please do so send them love they could use all the prayers and love and anything we can do to support them right now um those that aren't following otto's story it's not really my story to tell so i'm not going to get that deep into it but uh like i said reach out to the timeless more family they know i got nothing but love for them they're keeping me updated uh you guys just send your love and prayers to them they could use it all um Going into the rest of it, I know that that went kind of sideways from what you usually see here. I think it's important. Uh, Mindy and Tom have been huge, huge supporters of the show since I started it. So I, I just feel like I got to put that out there. And I had I had to get that little rant at the beginning off. That being said, uh, hey, there's only one way to be successful at what you do here. And that's by upping your husbandry and doing everything you can to improve And in doing such, you need the equipment. Here at Outside the Clutch, we're honored to be sponsored by Vivtech. Are you ready for innovation? Tired of the same boring product that's been used for 30 years? Ready to give your reptiles and amphibians the UVB they really deserve? Then look no farther than Vivtech. Their 3-watt LED bulb provides the UV rays your animals have been missing. With three bulbs to fit your pet's climate needs for optimal husbandry, plus a dimmable feature, and it's the only bulb with a two-year warranty in the industry. So what are you waiting for? Go to vivtechproducts.com today. Use code FCLUTCH0322 for 10% off to provide your animals the best care they've ever had. Someone say it. Someone freaking say it right now. It's 15%. Like, I'm a lazy ass. All right, we're just going to put that out there. I ain't fixed the commercial. I ain't going to fix the commercial. No, I'm going to fix the commercial. Hey, anyways, Brandon Hernandez, oodles of noodles. Get you some of that. Mm. Hey
1: bro, that bro? bro, so is it 10 or 15% off? It's 15% off. <laughs> All
0: right.
1: I love, I love, love, love,
0: love that
1: uh, VivTech is your sponsor. Um, I, I saw what they were doing very very early on. And I've been watching and watching and watching. And t- when, when you want to talk about doing something right, that's like one of the first things that, that came to mind is like, they went into this like, when we would buy bulbs back in the day, we never I never thought about testing how much like UVA, UVC, UVB, any sort of UV light was actually emanating from the bulb. I was just ignorantly blissed, like, yeah, this'll work, right? So <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, dude. And so um it's like Ryan straight up can prove to you there in real time. Like he ha- he has the little box. He could buy the little box that'll like actually measure it. That little dude, right?
0: The yeah, the meter.
1: Yep, and then he has the thing his dad-in-law built. So it's the Two two bulbs, and he'll show you like every competitor, and people will just bring their bulbs over and just,
0: and he'll just read them both. Like, there's you know. no, I'm gonna say it. There's no fucking competition. It's gonna be one of those episodes. If my dad's watching, I'm sorry, pops. This one's gonna be a cursing one. Uh, protect my mare and her Christian ears, because this this one might get bad. This is an old army buddy, and there there's some language that's probably gonna be said tonight.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been filtering I've been trying to filter pretty hard I'm not going to lie We've had
0: some stuff to talk about recently
1: Normally cool. I'm like What the fuck is up everybody? You know <laughs> I'm trying to keep it
0: I'm Keep lying. it cool man, keep it cool <laughs> Yeah
2: dude <laughs> oh.
1: No yeah, I think um Competition It's hard to have competition when you're the only one In your league mm-hmm. You know, like that's if so, if I worked at VivTech per se, right? Like if I was an employee at VivTech, I guess my goal would be to beat myself. Like, what what did we accomplish last month? How do we uh, take that up a level or do something better? Or are we branching to another direction? Like, you know, it, it's yeah. There, there's no competition because they're literally in a league of their own currently, right now,
0: straight Absolutely. up absolutely i freaking love them too man they're great supporters they push you to do better Um,
1: great people amazing
0: people erica and ryan old they they just got a sound mind to them man and the like i said they push you i check in with ryan all the time i should probably be checking in with erica since she's like the head honcho in charge but you know right well ryan answers and erica's busy let me bug ryan
1: well, he's, a, he's but, uh, in California right now. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: at the Super Show right now. Man. Oh, that uh, lucky, lucky
1: motherfucker.
0: Uh, we'll be there soon, that. bro. We'll be there soon. I know, that was I, actually I, the first shows I ever... Well, take that back. So, I can't remember where the first show I ever went to was because I went in high school to one with uh, Kim Paws. I have no idea where it was. And then... After that, the first shows that we went to were the Super Shows, and then we started the NARBC circuit. So um, it's freaking amazing shows, man. Like, you you have to have, like, people like us, you kind of have to be in your right mindset again, though, to go to those shows because it's just so crowded. Like, you talk about NARBCs. The Super Show gets crowded like Tinley does, man. And if you're not ready, it'll, it'll uh, take you over real quick.
1: Super yeah, Super Show
0: lady.
1: <laughs> Super Show Auctions. Uh, you see some crazy money fly around yeah. at Super Show Auctions, and I particularly like Super Shows for picking up, um, other species more in the colubrid family. Like I'm a big Boega guy. I'm on this Boega kick. I'm gonna be on this Boega kick for the rest of my life, probably. I just can't. Like I'm still breeding ball pythons. I'm always looking at ball pythons, but man. If I'm in bed at night and I just finish reading my whatever book I'm on or whatever, I just start looking at boegas. I just can't. I can't stop looking at fucking boegas, man. And so I know in the Super Show, I already saw everyone posting everything. They have some beautiful uh, siloases there. I saw, of course, melanotas and your d dendros are pretty, pretty common there. Um, I didn't see any of the, you know, any crazy divergence or sci- cyania is what I'm really stuck on because it's Oh, having the, you
0: want the looks the like head. a green mamba yeah. without
1: having a, the risk of having a green mamba. I wonder, can I look mm. at the chat this way?
0: You should be able to see the comments.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go.
0: Um, nice. So I I feel you, too. And like when they morph over because they start with a little green head, man, and then they go. To what they are, and it's it's a wicked looking animal.
1: Freaking, there, yeah, they're they're poly when they go through their their polymorphic, yeah, polymorphic change. It's real crazy. the The divergence, especially the divergence, is like literally a snake you get that looks nothing like it does as an adult. You know, you, you have what's essentially almost looks like a regular dendro with a different color head. And then at the end, it's like a bright blue snake with thin black lines and then a solid gold ring all the way down. And I'm just like, oh, man, and they're so cool. And then in um, the melanotas, the melanotas have the most like actual mutations. You have your T-negative and T-positive albinos. Um At the last, not the last Arlington, but the one before that, someone was selling exanthic dendros, exanthic dendrophilias. Um, So there's a few mutations, Hmm. but man, dude, I just, I'm on this Boega kick, bro. And I just can't get off this motherfucking Boega kick, bro. It's it's killing me. I'm real obsessed with it right now.
0: I feel you, man. I feel you. I got my hands on my first white lip and... Now I'm looking at northerns, I'm looking at That's southerns. I'm like, sound. whoa, I'm looking at BOX and I'm like, mm, how far do I want to travel down this rabbit hole at this point? And luckily, we're like we're in the middle of coming up in life, right? And being like, Well, we're about to move. Let's let's just hold steady right now and get the facility. Get that Well, get the house first. I guess you got to have a house before you have okay. a facility. But, like, get the house, get a facility built, and then I'll have, like, a white-lip section, a ball python section, a retic section, and, like, let things keep going. But um, I feel you, bro. Like, I, I think that's one of the best things is diversifying. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong in being in just ball pythons. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people should probably should probably stay in just ball pythons because they're just trash keepers yeah they're just trash keepers and they don't take care of their animals and like let's face it you can you can pretty much fully neglect a ball python and it'll stay alive and still go through like a breeding cycle and everything or you could give a crap and uh do your best and then go get vivtech. boom yeah! <laughs> yeah, sponsor plug. Oh
1: man, no, hell yeah, yeah, dude! It's it's no, it's I would love to. Um, I'm moving towards more of like naturalistic looking enclosures for my stuff that's, um, not yeah. ball pythons. So I'm probably only going to breed ball pythons, and then a few boa. Maybe just literally like a few melanotomorphs and then divergence of course but everything's still going to be ball pythons and i prefer to keep ball pythons regardless of because i do this as a business or whatever keeping a snake like this allows you to really tweak and control a lot of everything you know a fresh tub does so much for that snake that heavy reset people are always like i can't get my snake to eat i've tried cl- feeding them clean they i'm like yo just move them up a level and then take your good eaters and move them down and then everything's on clockwork again they're like Psh, and i'm like Ugh. yeah man so i it's it's good if you're breeding it to be able to manipulate the conditions but something like a lit, i really would um viv tech out like you know i'd, I'd get viv tech lighting and then i would set up a nice bioactive naturalistic enclosure because that is an animal that i can me personally i would never get sick of looking at
0: you know see there's there's a lot of people that say a lot of things so first you can't a lot of people try to keep it like the same levels as a ball python and you just can't like you'll, you'll kill this thing instantly so the hot spot has to be we're used to like pushing between 88 and 90 on a ball Python. Right. Yeah. Or that that's what everyone shoots for. At least like, <clears throat> I keep my stuff a little bit lower. I'm not going to lie, but, um, I keep the white lip at between 84 and 85. That's as hot as it gets anywhere in that enclosure. Yeah. And people like, it doesn't seem like it's a lot, but these things dehydrate super quick. Super yeah. Quick, man. And y- you'll see it in the skin right away. Um, so I took I took videos and pictures and I sent it to um MJ and then I sent it to a couple of other people like uh Will Philippe and stuff that um they know their they know their um their white lips. White lips because they've been working them, you know? Yeah. And it's like, hey, looks dehydrated, this, that, and y- you work through it, Right. Because I you just get excited when you get that new snake and you're like, oh, I have it. You want to show it off? You want to do this? Well, leave the damn thing alone. Let it settle in. Yeah, I wow. like I was, yeah, like I was telling you earlier, man, like I'm so freaking excited to actually see it go through a whole cycle now here. So we fed it. It's it shed. It's shit. It's ate. Like it's gone through a whole cycle. I know everything's holding up, right? So it makes me happy. And it shed in one piece, which is like that. that's showing. Okay, we're good. Now yeah, I take the next step, you know, but, um, I want to, what, what I really wanted to dive in on and what made me think about this is obviously with us getting ready to potentially move, um, you, you dealt with this recently and you went through yeah, kind of a freaking fiasco though yeah. uh, i will say it was none of your fault you probably would have gotten there with like no issues hadn't uh tennessee been good old tennessee oh dude well, i know and
1: it's, it's not like it's the first tennessee.
0: time i've ever had to move my old collection
1: across the country either
0: right it wasn't my first rodeo it was just my so, first
1: rodeo where the bull kicked me off real
2: good
0: right right yeah so, for those that would even dare trying to move cross country, or even cross Texas, because that's essentially cross country at this point.
1: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah!
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could drive right. You could drive for twelve yeah. hours in Texas and still be in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something. It's like sixteen hours actually if you were that's to so go from like Galveston true. to Amarillo, like diagonal. Mm it's like 16 and a
0: half hours or something. Yeah. So what, what are some of the things that you would bring up to those that have never done it before? Like, how would you prep? Would you look at like moving the collection or like, so here's here, before I let you take off, cause I'm going to let you do your thing. Um, here's my thoughts, right? Do I one, do I find a place with family and just keep them there? Cause obviously you got to wait for closing and all that. And I'm going to have to sell this house before I can close on another house. So there's a potential we're stuck in an apartment for like six months or something like that. Right. Not
1: yeah. going to be
0: able to keep all these animals in that. Um, or do you find another breeder close by that you feel like you could trust and drop it off with them and take that chance. And what do you, Or do you just suck it up and like hope that the apartment complex doesn't find out? (laughs) Okay, you know what I mean.
1: So, so on the we're going to start on the apartment note. So when I first started uh, deciding that I was going to do this, I was a sergeant E five in the army, and I. Moved out of the barracks and got a two-bedroom apartment, and I was living with this chick. Well, okay, no, she didn't move in yet. She she wasn't there yet. But for, like, a year, the first year, in the two bedrooms, I had snakes in one and rats in the other. And I slept in the living room, and I lived off of ramen noodles and shots of V8, and it, like, really sucked. But that's how bad I wanted to get this up and going. Uh, I had like eight females and one male desert ghost, and that was it. And so, and now I grew into this. So as far as the apartment complex goes, I don't think anyone's going to notice. They're just going to see people moving in. Uh, you can always say your racks are like storage. That's what I always said. <clears throat> Whenever I, I did have to rent a house once, and I was like, yeah, they're just storage. little storage containers. They have a lot of shit. So as far as moving literally,
0: literally. There's shit. Yeah, everywhere. literally.
1: I'll let you clean it all. So as far as moving, all right. For prep work, you're gonna need to start just buying up pillowcases and pillowcases and, pillowcases and pillowcases and pillowcases and pillowcases and zip ties, M sharpies, and heat packs or cold packs, whichever you know, um you're gonna have. I did it a different way even than that. You're going to want to get a shit ton of... Uh, this is what I use. They are long. Pl- As a matter of fact, I'll get one. There's one like 10 feet from me.
0: Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Walking off stage.
1: This is what I keep... like This is my tub for my extra thermos. Right have a shit ton of extra thermostats and stuff, but these are probably like six inches tall. This is like the size of a, a little bigger than an FB-70 tub. Right. So what I did is I just drilled holes in the top, because these are lockable, right? Drilled some holes in the side and put a shit ton of pillow fluff in there and then just bagged up all the stakes and put them in there. And now these ones have where can you see wheels the wheels yeah and for real i just towed my car on the back of the moving truck and just stacked (laughs) these all in the car and left the car on the whole way
0: that's crazy bro
1: that's what i did this last
0: wait a second you just said you left your car on idle on the back of the trailer
1: yeah I just I well I drive an Audi so I just put the temperature control to eighty so the whole car was eighty the whole time. Hmm. Uh, I kept it at eighty because I also had a hedgehog in there <laughs> and a guinea pig. So, but anyhow, so yeah, they came food.
0: out hungry too. Besides just being transported,
1: yeah, dude, they were fucking pissed. So, so, yeah, you're gonna need like a lot of tubs, a lot of pillow fluff, a lot of bags, a lot of paper towels. Um, Labels, like however you decide you want to do it. Uh, I just wrote everything on the snake bags. And then I took like just, I already have all the tubs labeled as you could see. So that didn't matter. Uh, In regards to moving the animals, as far as husbandry, I didn't clean the tubs at all. And I put them right back in their same tubs. So for... <clears throat> These for like the racks, I took uh, PVC, like a piece of a huge PVC board, and just what do you call it in civilian? A paracord? Is that what they call 550? Paracord? Yeah,
0: paracord. Okay,
1: so I just paracorded to the straight Why are remote. you asking
0: me that? I think the same way you do.
1: <laughs> I know you've been out longer, so I was hoping your adaptation mean- <laughs> skills have set in and. And you got it because I'm so antisocial. I don't like talking. I talk to you, so and um, yeah. So you could pair a cord like a, a sheet of wood or or whatever. Uh, real quick side note: if you have the wooden rat racks and you don't have the little turn lock things on them, you could just take one long thin sheet of wood and nail it to each level, and it'll just act as a um, a lock. Exactly. So. It's essentially the same thing with this, but a sheet of wood. And then you put the two, like this and all, like the multiple racks, you put them so the opening sides are facing each other. And so um, you do that with the rat racks as well. I also paracord down the water buckets. I left the rat racks totally like, like literally as views, rodents in them and all. And I just paracord the water bucket down
0: you're crazy bro
1: well i i was in the army for 10 years i could tie a knot and tie i'm up. not
0: saying you can't tie a knot i could tie plenty of non-slip knots that ain't gonna let it go anywhere and i could tie multiple slip knots that'll yep not go anywhere until i decide it needs to release that's not the issue i'm just saying you're leaving rats in a moving tub i do it every time I mean I mean, I guess that's how you transport them when you deliver them and stuff too, but that's crazy.
1: Yeah, well, you just take the long piece of wood and then nail it to the rack so the tubs don't open. Yeah. be all right. Uh, and so the rats I put on one side of the truck and the racks I put on the other, the snake racks to even out weight. And of course, anything you can get in between them, like a bed mattress or whatever. But yeah, pillow, pillow fluff tubs, zip ties, Sharpies, snake bags, Sticky notes. I'm a sticky note guy. So <laughs> sticky note, painter's tape or whatever. Take your time there. Uh, you know, if, if you have someone who can help you bring, you know, get someone who can help you, but prefer they work in snakes. Cause you don't want like right. a, you know, if you have two bananas and one is double head clown pie and one is just a female, banana so you know you got the female or whatever and so yeah you you feel me so take your time don't don't fuck that up that's it that's your money and your projects way way later on it's a lot of waste of your time and time is not something you get back once it's cost uh yeah you definitely need you need a, a storage plan just in case so if you're family doesn't know anything about snakes they're just as good as they are you know someone that you don't trust so you're gonna have to pick you know whatever the lesser of two evils is unless you can find a place like a house with a six month lease right that's that's gonna be that I straight up like took like a week got everything ready and then in one day, me and my buddy Val just loaded it all up. His wife was, like, bagging and labeling snakes and and stuff. And That you, dude, yeah, all in one night, and that was it. Yeah. Crazy. It sucked. It sucked bad. The bigger your collection, obviously, the worse it's going to be. If you're not going that far, take multiple trips. It'll be okay, right, if you have the ability to do so. Anything you absolutely have the ability to do to uh, make it a smoother process. Like, for example, what wouldn't be so bad is if you went to like AFB or one of them freight shipping people. Um, Don't read that. Don't worry. No, hell (laughs) yeah. I'm going to
0: throw you off. I'm going to throw you off. Love
1: divergence. Yeah, go to any uh, freight shipping. I personally like uh, Old Dominican. And they they also do hemp bedding, not sponsored, but it is really good hemp bedding for rodents. So, or, yeah, so have them transport all your shit except for your animals, right? And then just take right. your animals separate. Rent a sprinter van or whatever you would need. And if you have the ability to do so, if your collection is small, you know, I had like 220 snakes. And it took me probably like 88 to 90 straight hours without stopping. But that was my whole life, not just the collection. That's the collection plus my whole life going from Oklahoma to Tennessee. So about 50% of the U.S. almost. Mm. And I did it all straight, nonstop. So it, it sucks. It sucks bad. The, the more people you have to help, the easier it'll be. So if you have family that can help, have them do everything while you do the collection. You need to hyper-focus on that because, I mean, it's you've already invested money into it. You've already invested time into it. They're absolutely living creatures, right? Um, and for me, I, I'm sure a lot of people know I had a bad accident on the way here. And I lost animals that, like, there, there aren't any of them out there to buy. I had the only ones. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I lost some of the things to even make those. So that whole project is gone, whatever, you know? So, like, those things are just so irreplaceable, whether it's as far as monetarily, uh, time consumption, your outlook on the future because it just went to shit. So, like now you got to swap plans or or figure it out, and then um, decide what you're going to do from there. So, your collection, do not spare an expense to your rodents or your snakes. That is the biggest piece of advice.
0: I think yeah. that's that's something you and me talk about, and that's not just that's not just with moving, but just in general, right? Like everyone gets into this and. They start looking at stuff and they're like, well, I want to save a dollar here. I want to save a dollar there. And sometimes saving that dollar just like in the grand scheme of things, it's not worth it. And I'm going to be that asshole right now. I really think that a lot of people in the industry, they don't have don't have loyalty necessarily. Like it, it sounds bad, but I mean, Oh no, his internet's crappy. He'll come back. Um, and when I say that, I say that in a manner of they're, they're always flip flopping stuff just based off of what's cheapest at the time. And that's really hard to deal with. Like it sucks to deal with because, um, just these people that have these brands that you, you become loyal to at it a time, and then you just kind of let it pop out and you, uh, you just jump to the cheapest thing. And it's not always the best for the animals. Like that really freaking sucks. Like, uh, like if you're testing it, I understand that that's one thing, right? Like if you're testing a new product by all means, do your thing. Um, but if you're going to test that new product, don't just jump to it. Cause it's the cheapest jump to it because there's, there's a reason why. Um, and I understand like those doing it for business, you, you have to keep a certain monetary point. And I just feel like as you're growing, you're, you're buying more anyways, there he is. Sorry. I don't know if you heard any of that, but, um, so like, as a business you have that monetary point right and you you have to you have to ensure that it stays profitable but like where's the damn loyalty to the brands that you started with things like that and we we see it in like kids shows and you see it with me like there's there's some times where especially now like uh, i'll talk about it like i've always used reptichip i have always used reptichip and i love jt and we have the we have the veteran thing going on and um, there's been a lot of, a lot of talk, uh, between me and other people here. And they're like, Hey, would you want to go in on a pallet so we can get it like super cheap on another brand? And I'm like, you know, that would be nice. I'm not going to lie. That would be nice, but I'm loyal to Reptichip. Like me and JT are boys. I don't care what it costs. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Reptichip and, uh, the one thing I'm not loyal to is rat food. Like, facts. I, I, I'm i loyal to whatever works the best. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not messing around with that. Uh, I found I've tried a lot of things, and it's, it's to find what's best for those rodents, not just for production themselves, but what's best for those rodents, because you'll get like, you'll, you'll trade stuff and you'll see that your, your rodents start getting more oily or you start getting like little uh, fatty growths on, Hey, what's up, Anna? Uh, You start getting little fatty growths on your rodents because you're feeding them too fat or too high of a fat content or things like that. And it's like, So I'm always playing with that and I'm always playing with supplementation of real food versus just the food that we give them, because I don't think that anything provides exactly what they need in their diet. We say like Missouri, not knocking them, but they say that they have like the best output and, uh, it's made for like zoos and all this and they've based it off of actual diets, but man, it, I've I've seen some rats not do so well on Missouri. Now I've seen rats thri- thrive. Don't get me wrong; like absolutely thrive on Missouri. I'm talking about like I had I had a couple of colonies that were putting out like over 20 babies per litter on Missouri, and I was shocked. But then I had some that just didn't do as well. Um, but it, that's that's one of the things, man. Like it's loyalty to the people that you kind of started with and where, where I was going with that, not just for the, not just for like the betting or anything like that is loyalty to the people that you come up with. You know what I mean? And I've had the pleasure of having some people with a lot of history here in the industry. And actually next week we have an OG in the industry again. One of my favorites. Yeah, man. And, um, So I've talked about that and I've talked about how they've maintained their circles. And so it's not just loyalty to the brands that you love, but it's, it's maintaining your circle and it's giving love to the people that give love to you throughout your time here. Like there's people that have been in the industry that are maintaining the exact same circles that they started with. It's like, it's like you and me, right? Like we found, we found that connection through the army and just through our personalities, because we're kind of the same person, yeah. give or take. I'm not going to say fully the same personality and stuff like that, but we're kind of the same person. We have uh, semi-similar backgrounds. We, we have ARBs, a, yeah. oh, we have a lot in a common. Upbringing. So. Yeah, we have a yeah. lot in common. So it, it's been super easy for us to just kind of mesh together. And it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? Well, let's, let's work our projects. And that's one of the things that we talked about. We were like, dude, we we know we could trust each other. So you, you had your hardships. I'm trying to grow to the point where I could turn this into a full-time business. And that's one of the things that we talked about. And we're like, well, why don't we mesh together? Not just as a circle, like supporting each other, but let's do some projects together and like really push each other to evolve more. Yeah, um, I think I think that's one of the things that are overlooked. And so you you've actually had the opportunity to partner with a couple of people. What's what's some of the things that you look at when you're looking at a partner or like someone to do projects with? And what what pushes you to do said projects? You know what I mean?
1: Okay, so in a partner, it's it's really that it's oh, man boom getting
0: you getting
1: you tractor supply cat food mix yeah dude sunflower see yeah 100 so man with road dude no i'll answer that question in a second but i have a shit ton of pear and apple trees on my property and yesterday and today i've been just picking pears and apples and just throwing them in them tubs not a lot, like one you know, one per tub and then you know they're smaller than what you buy at stores because they're not pumped full of hormones and shit. And man, them them fucking rats tear that shit up. They tear that shit up. And I feed them doggy back like a motherfucker. <laughs> so <laughs> so um I don't wanna
0: if you want to bring that up, like, do it. Do it. Let's do it. Let's run this, bro. Let's run this. Well, All right. So,
1: so I want to answer your first question with the, the partner, the partner question. That's that's really important. I have partnered with a couple people. Um, Liz was a the, a big one for sure. Liz and and I, um, we started talking because she didn't have much desert ghost, and I had a shit ton of it and I didn't have any Monarch and she had a decent amount of it and she's selling me on the Monarch and the KRG and I'm showing her desert ghost and other uh, like Harlequin combo shit. And we were like, well, if you want into that and I want to this, well, we'll just trade each other for monetary value. And, and so that's like a step one. Denny Martinez from Royal Serpents Exotics. I have some snakes from him and he has some snakes from me. It's a good buddy of mine. Um, But like the the first thing is like, man, fuck, I just read this study today because I really like to study clinical psychology. If you have 40 hours, 40 to 80 hours interacting with someone, you'll consider them an acquaintance. If you have like 100 to 150 hours you consider them a friend 150 to 200 is a good friend and then like above 200 is like your best friend and so i recommend first and foremost having at least 500 hours of interaction with this person that you're going to partner with all right straight up like, because man, you don't know someone until you've lived with them for two to three years.
0: That is a fact. I mean, and I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, you basically have—I keep you for like two hours every Saturday. Yeah, right.
1: And so, so basically, know this person and and know them not in the snake industry. You want to know like what's uh, so things that are important to you, your core values. So, if one of your core values is family? How does this person uphold their family? One of your core values is how does this uh, carrying yourself in what you consider or to be a respectful manner, does this person do that as well? And so your personalities need to mesh first. Nextly, you guys need to have similar taste as well. 50% similar taste, 50% opposing taste because you need to be like, okay, well, let's take this in this direction, but look at this over here. And then eventually you guys find this weird common middle ground that neither Bro, one this, of w- This done.
0: wasn't a study. This was our conversation yesterday.
1: I know, but I read the study today, <laughs> literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> like six hours ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was curious because for it those. This literally
0: of you, sounds like our damn conversation. For
1: a, I know, right? I'm like, sort of adopted like my best friend Kyle his family took me in when I was a kid or whatever great people and I call them my family but I was curious on um, someone like me who has a very uh, traumatic childhood how would many hours or how much time would it take psychologically for me to earn things like trust and look at things like family, Like when do I look at Kyle's mom like my mom? Is it going to be a profound event that occurred or is it going to be small consistent events that occur and how much time does that take? So I dissect my mind every day and I start asking myself these questions and then I have to find the answers to these questions. So you need to ask yourself those questions but about your partner. So 50% opposing taste, 50% similar taste, um john and i really like monarch puzzle desert ghost and so it's like shh, 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 shh. and so Don't give you know, it all away man everyone what man like... I'm, not, I'm not pulling the secrets out of the pants trust me <laughs> <laughs> and so like we have a lot of similar tastes but you know john also likes hypo stuff and i'm over like, yeah not really and then he has some other stuff that and i'm just like yeah not really and then um But I I have stuff where he's like, "No, I don't like that either." Like, (laughs) I hide stuff, and so, but it's good. It's good to have that. um, You need a little bit of conflict, not in a bad way. Uh, Nextly, and this is this is like so 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 so. This is like the most important thing because this will even dictate if they screw you over or not. Really, at the end of the day. So. No one's going to care more about your career than you do. Your partner needs to care just as much about your success as they do about theirs. It needs to be literally that equivalent. And so when you decide to do breeder loans, you should all well, one, you should already know how this person's keeping their animals. You should all this is like common sense shit you should already know by this point. When you decide to go into the breeder loan, you have to be like, all right, you have to be transparent about your collection. I'm definitely not to most people. Uh <laughs> you know, but John knows a lot of what I have and and so I know a lot about what he has. And so it's kind of very,
0: scary, bro. Like the fact that you have that many animals and I have Almost have yours memorized the way that I have my collection memorized. Yeah. It's it, It's a little bit scary, but that's how often we talk, I think. And that, that's part of it because we'll be in the snake rooms and we'll be cleaning or something while we're doing our conversations. And we're talking about how we want to work projects and what the breeder loan should be or like how we want to work it together. And it's like, damn, look at this one and start going off on a tangent about it and it's like man like okay he has that i know he has that i know he has man i would work it like this way but he's saying this way it yeah i mean your damn collection keeps me up at night as much as my damn collection does
1: dude i like the first thing i can never like especially oh when i cut some eggs yeah, or something and I, when I set up the hatchlings, for as soon as I wake up, that's like what I want to do. I want to go and I just want to look at them. Yeah, I just want to see if they're doing good, see how they're coming out. I had some crazy lace shit a couple days ago, and almost all of them have ringers, which is wild because there's no pie or anything like that in the, in the pairing. No possible hat stuff, even. There is a. There might be a dinker in that pairing floating around. I'm, just, I'm trying to figure it out still.
0: But, mm.
1: yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. It's so exciting. You I wonder to...
0: if that derived because a lot of people pushed lace into recessives right away. So I wonder if maybe that lace derived from a hit somewhere. And it, you, you may have just hit the gold mine with it hitting something, man. I don't know. It's um, weird.
1: Well, that lace went to this. Okay, so the lace is a 2017, a yellow belly lace. I bought him as a proven breeder. Now the female is a single gene spot nose that looks so fucking weird. It looks like something else. Uh, it's definitely spot nose because it has the, it has a spot nose head stamp. Uh, I put the funny thing on my story. Of, of the head stamp of one of the laces. And it looked like a, a face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is this it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, this thing came out
0: so wild. Whoa. That's crazy, bro.
1: And the flames are just so red.
0: Right, Anna? Yeah, but Does it's someone like weird. I like weird. <laughs> I like weird, or some would say weird. And
1: so That's it's definitely spot nose. Uh,
0: yeah, definitely it, lace.
1: And it's definitely yellow belly because of uh, flaming. But uh, I think this is this is all three. But man, the the spot nose that this came from just doesn't look right. And not in a bad way. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm still trying to trying to figure that out. Actually, here's a female.
0: We got Brandon off track, guys.
1: Yeah, I'm not looking at the chat, guys. Sorry. No,
0: I'm not even talking about the chat. I, I totally made you go off on a tangent from what we were talking about.
1: Oh yeah, I'm about to get into how I'm feeding doggy back here in a second, but this right here
0: That's... what the heck. This
1: is. This looks real spider.
0: Yeah, that looks completely like a spider.
1: So this is a fire spot nose dinker. Whatever dinker is in that spot nose a thing. spider. A spider Ooh. dinker. <laughs> it was the pairing was a fire to that spot nose girl. That's it. <laughs> Go gray, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Get real. Get real. So I'm trying to breed her right now, and ironically, I'm breeding her to that lace. Well, uh, yeah, there's some there's some wild shit
0: up in there. That's so, what I'm talking about, Will. That's what I'm. T- th- it's bolt, bro. It's totally bolt.
1: Oh, another gene. Damn fuck.
0: <laughs> another um, spider gene from the uk
1: ah uh, so all right
0: i started on that let's just rename all the genes <laughs> in the uk and say it's something else i'll so actually buy products. my snakes because i can't get anyone to buy my snakes so i'm just gonna rename everything
1: we're gonna I'll, i would name them like the right way i'd be like this is a hat pastel and a, this is a pastel and it's a super pastel name. I just named them all correctly, but my rodents thrive more than uh, when I feed them nothing but doggy bag. I'm not even kidding. If I feed them literally nothing but doggy bag, that's what they thrive the most off of. I fed them Missouri full disclosure. I only breed African soft food. I don't breed mice or rats, but I have bred mice and rats. I started with mice and rats first For a couple years and then I moved into soft furs. I think I've been breeding soft furs for seven straight years now. But I put them on Missouri. They quit producing. I put them on that fucking hog pellets. They quit producing. Uh, Or no, they produce a little bit, but not as much. The cow pellets they do really well on. The 20% blue bag ones. I do like that. Doggy bag, sunflower seeds, and then fruits and veggies. And they do. And I, and I do have this... This is going to sound fucked. I have this one rack of rats. You know, African so- soft fur rats. I call it my experimental rack. So they get like whatever's left over. Like pizza crust. and like Fucking
0: scientist over here.
1: Shit like that. Just to see how it affects them. Right. And so far, they're A-okay, man. <laughs> they're just like... They're doing just as good as the other ones, but they except they get like pieces of donut. What the fuck? Are gross.
0: That's gross, bro.
1: Yeah, man. They just get whatever, just like a regular rat would eat trash. The rats in Brooklyn are like, like the size of a goddamn chihuahua. They will take slices of pizza, pe- like whole pizzas away, and they eat trash all day.
0: So let's talk about it because there's there's a. There's a thing coming out where most of the stores are discontinuing doggy bag. That's what I've heard. So if that does happen for you. So we just now started hearing it. And I was like, well, are you still going to offer it online? Stuff like that. And they're like, we don't know. They might discontinue this skew altogether, but we don't know. Like, But we were told. I think it's like in the next couple of months. So they're they're giving us time to stock up and do stuff, right? But um, within the next couple of months, they said that the store itself isn't going to carry it. So okay, if that happens to you, what are you going to do? So
1: I, well, what I would probably, if let's say it happened just right now, bam. I would go get some Meow Mix and then fuckers meow, meow,
0: meow, meow. yeah <laughs> the little ones that oh, are- no, I'm going to get copyright strikes
1: you didn't finish the song it's okay it, they're shaped like little X's and they'll they'll tie the rats over for like a week or so until I decide what I'm going to do and then from there um, I would try this stuff oh, fuck a duck I can't remember what it's called There's a place in Tennessee called Co-op. CO Space O -O P. I don't know if they're all over the place. I've only ever seen them here. They're kind of like a tractor supply. And they have this one food. Brian Carter feeds it to his ASFs. And it like smells good. Like it smells like apples and shit. And it's like amazing. And I would love to try it, but the closest co-op is way far away because I lived in bumfucked Egypt. And I, they don't carry it. I have to like pay for the pallet to get
0: delivered. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to hit this real quick. So Will's talking about retriever. So Retriever's the other brand of tractor supply. I don't know if anyone's looked into this as far as dog food. The issue with that is some tractor supplies only carry the retriever food that has the dye in it. Oh, so we we have two tractor supplies in El Paso. Now I could drive to the one that's. Almost 40 minutes away. And over the mountain. And get the retriever brand. That doesn't have dye in it. But if I go to the one that's only 25 minutes away. Because it's such a huge difference right. <laughs> I could get the one that only has dye in it. So it, it all depends, man. It really all depends. Um, but that that is the other. So I think what they're trying to do is, I think Retriever's honestly probably a higher markup for tractor supply. And they're trying to phase out doggy bag to push the Retriever because they're both made by the same company. They're just branded differently and put under different labels so that they both sell.
1: So here's here's another thing I'll hit on that I think it's real important. It's a two-piece thing. The first thing is nutrition, right? So for those of you who've never been to a nutritionist or a dietitian or never looked into anything like that, learn real quick. It's not that hard. You just got to do a little math and you can YouTube it. It'll take three to five minutes to learn how to calculate macronutrients. If, what is it? F10 Missouri is the rat food? Uh,
0: f or no, six F. Right?
1: Or six F, but oh F 6 F to clean with. Yeah, yeah F ten's okay. the cleaner. Yeah, F six, whatever. That bullshit. Look, if you calculate that macro You know what? Nut-
0: I got an F2. Mm. Hell <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a I'm Ford F one fifty.
1: Hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fucking um, if you calculate the macronutrients that are in the, the Missouri rat food it's almost exactly the same macronutrients as what's in doggy bag. And now, ne- now the second part to this is the more important part, in my opinion, which is it doesn't matter how much nutrition you're going to push into your animal if your animal does not have the correct digestive enzymes to use it. Right. So, so that's why it's really important to feed a naturalistic diet or as close to that as you can. So here's an example, Bluey Buffet, which I believe is made by Repashy, is mostly the same ground insects that a blue tongue skink would eat. So it's it's like the same shit, but in in a in a powder essentially, right? Just like a, a protein shake, your whey proteins, uh, they're geared towards the human digestive enzymes for protein absorption, um, and they, it actually helps release fat-burning enzymes as well. Fun fact. But
0: right, you, know you need to. What else water?
1: Yes, <laughs> get it in, boy. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, fist bumping. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Going cross-country skiing. So, yeah, boy. So <laughs> so it's important. Look who just to,
0: got promoted.
1: To, to be, that's where the scuffs on your knee pads came from. <laughs> knee pad <laughs> rangers. So they, you. it's important to know your <laughs> realistic diet or your naturalistic diet of, of what you're trying to feed. Uh, something that I'm going to try to start doing with my ASS is implementing uh, insects and nuts. So uh, my girlfriend breeds a, a shit ton of insects. And so once we get to the point where she's overran, we're just going to freeze them. Freeze, I'm going to freeze them so they don't get out. <laughs> right? Freeze them. And then uh, I'm going to try feeding them as well as uh, I'm gonna I'm going to look into the types of nuts and nuts and things like that before I go ahead and try that it would basically just be a sunflower seed substitute which i already do right right with asf they have a they're a multi mammate, so they have a a six percent higher metabolic rate to begin with so if you were to keep it on some light wood flake bedding when it's about time to change that bedding if you put your hand on the bottom of the tub it's going to be really warm it's going to be really hot they have also the higher core temperature and so they, they need a higher amount of protein. And how that protein is received is very important because if they're insectivorous, there's actually a second part of their stomach that's made to break down chitin. Chitin is like what insects are made out of, essentially. And so it's you you really need to look into into it as a whole, sort of like how Ryan McVeigh looked into how the sun works when he was making VivTech balls. So go get you some vivtech.
0: Drop three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sponsored but I do love them and I support them like a the metric fuck time, for real and so I don't know what it is about the doggy bag and, and what makes the difference between my rodents on the doggy bag as well or as opposed to my rodents on the Missouri because it was literally night and day they didn't do shit on Missouri and they thrive on doggy bag I do know that they don't like change that's mm-hmm. a big thing so it's like Fuck man. Oh, and a good partner, make sure they breed a lot of rodents. That's pretty important. <laughs> that, that's very really important. Take sure the rats aren't sick. Cause that shit'll get your snake oh, killed too. Man. Oh man. yeah. So that's there's my there's my two let's Talk about one.
0: that. Hell yeah. Let, let's talk about that, man. Like rat rat breeding. So we we've talked about the nutrition a little bit. And actually, if you guys didn't watch the first one, which I looked up today just to see because I was like, "Man, you're you're my first part two. You're the first guest that I've ever brought on twice, because I just I kind of love you." Love uh, It's been um, it's been a year and six months to the day. So my now, my now thing is, you will have. To be at least a year and six months before you can come on, because I'm not freaking you out before.
1: That that's a long time, eighteen months. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah,
0: bro. It doesn't feel like it though. It doesn't feel like it at all.
1: No, I, I feel like it's been a lot shorter. But um, you did tell me though when you were bigger you wanted to have me back on, which is fucking hilarious. And I was so pumped when uh, you asked me. I was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they, were, they were flying the Dukes out around base. And I was like, fuck you guys. then <laughs> I drive all the way down to the hospital <laughs> to get to park in their parking lot.
0: Oh, remember that, like... yeah. We were like, oh, we're going to do it. On... oh, nope. And I just started talking. And then you just popped up again in your car. And was like, well, we're going to see where this goes. Yeah, dude. It would suck cuz they would like go out and then I'd get some reception and then they
1: would fly back it would drop. Great.
0: Right. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I live in the mountains. Big. Oh.
1: But yeah, but,
0: road, um, rodent production, man, like talking about keeping keeping uh your rodents healthy, obviously the diet's important, super important. I think a lot of people don't realize what moving air in a facility does for rodents um a lot of people be like well i have acs so i can keep them at the proper temperature or whatever but they don't they don't take into the fact that they need that air movement and the a way to get the ammonia out like i I still i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest not perfect guys i don't have an outlet fan i do however have a giant ass garage that i keep all my snakes in with a two-ton uh what the hell? A mini split a two-ton mini split that's what it's called yeah that thing there. There you go, mini split. and um i have two industrial fans that can go through and air that whole thing out in about a minute and a half so i go and i air it out multiple times a day even if it's like 110 degrees outside guess what five minutes of airing it out isn't gonna hurt those rodents I also keep them in metal troughs on ice cold freaking concrete. So tell me that they're going to get too hot. But um, yeah, man. So like airflow, super, super important. God, yeah. um, negating fleas and crap like that. And because a lot of people here and I'll say it like I, I had an outbreak recently in one tub that had fleas. And yeah, not going to happen. Not gonna happen. Not I had to take about. care of that real quick. Did okay, I say I Please, my scary. wife just said, "I said snakes in the garage, not rats in the garage. The rats are in the garage, not the yes, snakes. You did say snakes. Obviously, the rats. snakes. Why didn't you correct me? What a jerk!
1: You're on a roll, man.
0: Dude, my mind you're goes fucking, a thousand miles. You got me put going. Out I'm like, really? <laughs> I
1: want you to burn, baby,
0: burn. But yeah, uh, yeah man, like freaking. We we had to deal with fleas, and I ended up just calling it. And, like, it sucks because you, you see that as wasted. Um, but I, I was doing the treatments that everyone said, and everyone was like, Well, hit them with frontline or things like that. And I was like, I'm not like, if I hit, I understand it, and it's going to get them away, but you're not going to get that off the rat, like, no. It's going to stay in the rat system for at least six months. So you go to feed it. You just fed your snake freaking poison. Yeah. Um, I also heard a couple of other things. Like I I forget what all the methods were. I never used frontline. I did try some of the other methods and it just, the fleas did not, it only stayed within one area. And I did use the, I did put the hot shots in the room, but I was like, well, it's, it's in the air um, with the snakes too. So I don't know that, I don't know that there's a effect on that. I haven't seen any change in my snakes, but like I said, everything that had fleas in it, um, I just called that all off and I started all over again. It's just, it, it wasn't worth it to me. It is a loss of life and I kind of feel crappy about that, but everything that I tried didn't pull away from it. And at the end of the those are feeders for my snakes and I'm not going to make my snakes sick because I've invested now entirely too much money into this hobby. Though so, I'm trying to turn it into a business. So why the heck not peppermint drops? I didn't think about that.
2: Hmm.
1: That's a good idea. That's really cool. I've
0: never, uh, I
1: fortunately never had to deal with fleas. Yeah. I know. I don't know if ASFs um, they're prone to fleas, but they're less prone to fleas because the African fur multi manmade has a, a thicker hair follicle closer to that of the chinchillas, which makes it harder for fleas right. and mites to move around in. And then as far as sickness goes, the only illness that I've dealt with, I cannot for the life of me ever remember what it's called. But I know that Timothy Hay makes them break out in it. It's mm-hmm. uh they'll get tumors all over the place, their underside, their tail and stuff. I usually just feed them off. And it looks really awful. But uh that yeah, that would be terrible to have, have the fleas. Herpes then... on
0: ASFs. <laughs> Do what? what? Anna Anna just said herpes on ASFs.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know like exactly what I'm talking about. I it's, yeah, it's it's it looks really, really... I just fed one off today like that. And, and it also does happen a lot in the older rodents, sort of like how Norwegian rats just get fatty tumors when they're older. Yeah. It just... Same with dogs and, you know, a lot of uh, mammals, um, period. But, yeah, moving, moving air... All right, what were the two things? So... I switched to hemp bedding because with the research I found, there's actually a cannabinoid within the hemp plant that neutralizes ammonia. And I have one of the little tower fan filter things, and I can flip this switch and it uh, shoots out negative ions, which also neutralize ammonia. So between those two of my ammonia neutralizations, I also have... A fan on top and a fan on bottom that like go back and forth like this. I have a fan in the center that shoots air right down the middle, and then I have the exhaust fan that pushes it out. I can get about twenty days out of my bedding on on a uh, ass.
0: That's insane.
1: And and ass also are have lower uh, ammonia producing urine because they, I, it has something to do with their metabolic rate. I'm not sure. But, yeah. And not that I, everyone can afford to do this or anything like that, but my rats, like, get, they get reverse osmosis water. And same with my snakes and all that bullshit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. My yeah. whole system, yeah.
0: my Well, my whole house is on a uh, two-tank water, like, a double osmosis water system. So,
1: Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, because the well, first of all, the water here, at least where I live, the water is unsafe to drink. Yeah. Like straight from the tap. Now granted, I did it when I was a kid, but
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that so I we actually had it tested and it was like the alkaline levels in the water here were unsafe to drink. And so I was like, Well, we're we're gonna get a system put on because i'm not exposing my kids to that and we get it yeah, we still get it tested and um it seems to be holding up okay and it was destroying like the the alkaline levels were destroying all of our fixtures like within a couple of months bro Oof. it was crazy how fast the salt that, build that
1: stuff is hard on your pipes
0: and- yeah like within a couple of months, we started getting it on all of our fixtures, and it was just like, like I've seen it bad, but I haven't seen it that bad. So obviously, we did something about it. So oh yeah. every everything in the house. The only thing that I have to worry about is it's actually so the purification process this is weird as it sounds because like natural streams and rivers and stuff like that. That seems to be where vegetation thrives, right? But um, the process that they use to clean this water so that it is safe for consumption, I'm going to say this again, for animal consumption, is actually bad for plants.
1: I do know exactly so what you're talking kills, about. Yeah,
0: yeah it, it'll kill your plants. Yep. So if if you are, that's, that's another thing too, with you wanting to go bioactive, or like something that I told... Um, one of my, my externship boss is he He set up a bioactive for his ball python and he has a filtration system on the, uh, on the office. And I was like, man, we got to freaking, we got to get other water in to put in that mister. Like you can't use the sink water that you have here in the mister for the plants because you're going to kill the plants off. And he's trying to put like these, um... what the heck are they? It's like those big fanned out leaves. I can't think of what it's called. But
1: what's it used for?
0: Uh, ivy. Is it ivy plants or it's one of the non non-poisonous plants for animals that they use in bioactive setups. So he's getting a bunch of those. And I was like the mister that you need to keep those moist and keep those watered, You need to use a different water on like, even if it's just bottled water, although bottled water is super acidic. Yeah. If you haven't like for those that don't know. So like Earl, even though he's, he's my mentor and I'll, I'll never talk bad about the way he does stuff. He uses bottled water for everything it's super acidic. Now he hasn't had any negative effects, but I just, it it makes me kind of wonder, you know, like, and maybe that's just the nerds in us where we're looking at it as a higher, because these are wild animals, man. Like they're going to adapt. You know what I mean? But, um, I really wonder if stuff like that will have an overall effect on like the lifespan or breeding ability of these animals as well.
1: I don't. I don't know about the life... Mm, that's a tough one. The lifespan, possibly long term. I don't think the. Uh, I don't know, because when you when you test something's fecal matter, that is consumed water from a plastic bottle, it's always has carcinogens and, and microplastics in it. Always, no matter what.
0: But like your it, body, like. So how much of your body or how much of that was actually retained in the body versus the fact that you're just pushing out waste. And then we'll jump on that here in a second. Well, I just threw it up there so I don't forget it.
1: You can leave it up there. I'll read it later. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How much of your body is actually you that's, and that comes back to, you know, like I said earlier about the digestive enzymes and stuff, your body will detect for matter. And that's why it pushes it out of your shithole. So, like, it's, it's hard to articulate this. Plastic hasn't been a really around long enough. We have some long-term studies on it, but the technology to do the long-term studies we have now. So we need the time to repass. But...
0: Um, So here's what you do with that And I'm going to say this And a lot of people are going to get pissed off But it's going to go back to our history right So the military If you guys don't know Is not just a fighting force (laughs) We guinea pigs son The military is the guinea pigs For any social project And any medical testing That The US wants to see done So For deployments now You don't you don't get water locally. Like you don't get treated water, anything like shit. 90% of this water <laughs> towers in the U S at, um, posts are actually beyond like non drinkable, but they don't oh, yeah. tell the soldiers that They're just there um, for but when, yeah. when you're overseas, you get nothing but bottled water. Not only do you get nothing but bottled water, but they drop these water, these cases of bottled water, underneath a concrete slab in 120 degree heat. So the carcinogens mix with the water even more so because bad. the heat makes an osmosis effect between the water and the plastic, which like we could go into all that crap, but just think about it. Um. So yeah, so you're dealing with that and then you see a lot like, like I said, the studies essentially in front of our eyes, look at how many, veterans pop up with cancer in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s because they've had to do this for an extended period of time. But, um... Yeah, man. Rent box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have the, uh... What do you call it? I'm on the list for the, uh, shit where you had to burn... Burner. You to burn the,
0: the poop.
1: The burn pits. Shit. The burn pit You're shit? Burn yeah, I'm on. I'm on the thing list for that or whatever the watch list for that because I burn so much poop.
0: Stir it. Stir it. Um so we'll jump back to this. So this is one of the things that you and me have talked about a lot of times and I think we actually I think we stepped on it when we were talking about nutrition in the last episode is those those growths as they get ready to retire things like that. Now He's saying warts. I, I've never actually seen a wart pop up on any other rats yet. But the fatty tumors are essentially just that. They're non-carcinogens and they're just fat. And that, that's something that I've actually tested out myself because it was one of the things that you said. And I was like, man, I love Brandon. and I trust Brandon with my whole heart. But, damn it, I'm going to figure this out myself. You know, you, you got to do your research. uh hundred percent.
1: I agree with everything.
0: Yeah. So so the freaking. The the fatty tumors that pop up on your rodents as they get older, as they continue eating or potentially they're eating more and they're becoming more. um, They're storing more fat because you're overbreeding them as well. Like if they're not getting a rest period, you're going to overbreed these rodents. Because we figured out, so there's, there's, I want to say it's a 20, 27 day, 21 day, 27 day gestration period for rodents. I forget exactly what it is. Um, and with that, you, you can essentially wean a rat, put a mom or put a female with a male and within a day or two, she will become pregnant again. Right. Because she's gone through a full cycle. And uh, if you continue to do this for an extended period of time, they intake more protein or their body holds the protein because that's what's helping them produce the protein and the fats. I'm sorry. Um, That's what's helping them to produce milk consistently and helping them to uh, create these babies. And so their, their body's telling them that they need more of this. And because their body can't take all of that, and that's what they're craving, they're creating these freaking fatty masses. Uh, it's it's like a... What the hell is it called? It's a... It's a type of cyst. It's the, it's the non... I had, like, multiple of them removed from my body, and I can't even think of what they're called about now. Um,
1: malignant? Are there malignant tumor? No,
0: no. Well, it's um. But there's an actual, so it's a fatty tumor that grows in your joints and they have to remove it. Oh, that sounds
1: horrible. Yeah.
0: So I had it removed from my feet and my wrists. Mm. So it looks like I tried to like cut my wrists at some point because of the scars. It's freaking awesome. I'm an evil. um, How conforming it's going to be. Yeah. Super evil, guys. Uh, (laughs) But so, and they said there's the potential for it to grow back. But what I found was they, they formed when I came back from my deployment. Well, when I was on my deployment, I had a very strict diet because I didn't like anything that they really gave us for food. So I ate the chicken breasts and I ate a crap ton of broccoli. So I had a super lean diet, even though I was still fatty and I, I enjoyed the beers when we were able to have the beers. Not that it happens very often, but um, like, I, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> one beer a year. Yeah. And, um, ganglion, ganglion, cysts. Ah,
2: yeah, there you go.
0: And, um, so after, after I switched from a very, very lean diet and came back to the States, first off, I had a ton of stomach issues from eating red meat again. Not saying that it's bad, but because my body wasn't used to processing it again. Yeah. I had a ton of stomach issues from it. And then I started gaining cysts and stuff from the fat content because my body wasn't used to intaking that amount of fat. And that's, that's kind of like what me and the PA that I'm working with now have put together is it was, it was such a drastic change in the diet so fast that that's what created cysts to, come in because they were originally thought to be like injuries or something like that i was like dude that don't make sense yeah i'm a freaking pt stud like i don't have an issue i score like 270 and above on pretty much every pt test without trying not prepping for it
2: Yeah, not a
0: big deal you know like is what it is and um so that's what we attributed it to and i i want to say that it's not that our bodies are sim Similar to rodents, but all life, in a sense. or um, mammals. Yeah, we're all mammals. so.
1: Especially humans are... So, rodents can stand on their back two feet, sort of like a kangaroo, but they are quadruplets and they have the spine and hip of a quadruplet, right? We also have the spine and hip of a quadruplet. We're bipeds, and that's why people have really bad lower back issues later on in life. To answer the question earlier, I feed, I do feed the ASF to a snake. I'm going to explain the warts here in a sec, uh, to the snake, regardless of whether, you know, it has the warts or it's old or whatever. I, I almost always feed it off unless it just looks like, you know, that thing is fucking sick. So... Those those little wart tumor things that pop up all over ASFs. It's and I mean they get they pop up and they are bad. So I, I can't remember what it is called. It does fall into the herpes category, I believe. Like Anna <laughs> joked earlier, I'm pretty sure it is a type of herpes. But every African sufferer carries the disease, no matter what. Um, it can show up in a multitude of ways. Old age, obesity. Um, like I said earlier, Timothy Hay, I know people who've done Timothy Hay and their rodents are fine with it, and I know or their ASFs are fine with it. Um, I have not had the good experience with Timothy Hay. I had a shit experience with Timothy Hay and my rodents. My ASFs caught all the nastiness. Um, but since they all carry it anyhow and it's dormant and it starts with a P, I cannot remember for the life of me what it is. I'm gonna have to look it up later but i actually learned it keep going
0: i'm gonna find it
1: okay i actually learned it in an asf uh facebook breeding group i believe it's a disease it starts with a p but it they all have it sort of like how like everybody has herpes or whatever but it's just you know all dormant and shit and it's ultimately a skin disease I know, like it. It affects them really bad because they can get it on the tear ducts of their eyes, their tails, and all that shit. So, but since they all had it already, I always feed it off, you know, because they're gonna get it. Not always, but when they get old, they they get it. Especially in the females, I notice it in the females, like
0: particularly bad when they um when they get old. Pat, papillo. Papillomaviruses.
1: It's a type of papillomavirus, yeah. But I can't remember what kind. Mm. But yeah. No, it's not a papilloma. Is it? I didn't think it was. I thought it was skin-related, papilloma. Which is also skin-related, but that's viral. Or I guess this is viral. Yeah, no, that's it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it says HPV.
1: Yeah, that well, that's human papilloma virus. It should just be a... It's a type of papilloma. I just don't no, know. It that.
0: says it's, it's... So the HPV biology, it's the same thing that pops in in rats, but it follows the same biology as
1: Oh, human okay, HPV. There you
0: go. Well, there it is. So it's, it's a papilloma. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, There's so... I I typically will just feed them off anyways almost like every time. As like as soon as I see it too, it's like gone. <laughs> yeah, like sorry, sucks to suck, man, but <laughs> I run a business, <laughs> you know, like snakes gotta eat, snakes gotta breathe. Snakes gotta eat. But yeah, that's so that's pretty much it for, for my rodents, is just No Timothy Hay, on (laughs) hemp, moving air, filtered negative ions, RO water. I don't, and I don't know why doggy bag works so good for me. I really don't.
0: I think it really just depends on the people, man. Like, and this is going back to it. Like, we always say, Get your advice, but don't follow what they're saying exactly because everyone's going to be different, regardless of where you are in the state, regardless of what you're doing. Like, you can, the person that's like a couple hours away from you, you can mimic exactly, and it may not give you the same results. Like, you just take it with a grain of salt, realize it is what it is, and yeah, I mean. That's the only way I can really say it, man. Like take all advice with a grain of salt. It's not set in stone. I yeah, do not yeah. have a lot of waste with doggy bag. Like, honestly, I I have to fill my stuff up every other day and they will eat literally every single piece every other day. They like to eat and they like to make babies. They do their thing.
1: Yeah. no, I uh I redid some of my racks and used the quarter inch mesh or whatever and then like every fifth square I took a wire cutters and I clipped it and so now there's only so many they can pull the doggy bag through and it makes them like way more active because rodents are smart like they're, they're quite intelligent they need to stay busy and so I like to give them something to do so it makes it more challenging for them to get the food that way and so I see a lot of them going up and just pulling one out at a time, eating it, coming back. And, and it's cool to sneak like a Cheerio in there every once in a while. You know, they really like the honey nut Cheerios.
0: I got the most. Cool That's, uh, so I did have one. I, I take that back. I did have one colony where I filled it up. I went in that night to redo. Um, I, I, I filled it up again or I went in that night to refill waters cause I still do water bottles because if I don't, I get lazy. I need to, re- I, I have to be in there every night. I can't yeah. do the big jugs over top. Otherwise I'll get lazy. And, um, I had one colony that decided it was going to pull like half its food into the tub. And I'm not going to lie. I instantly called it cause I was like, I'm, I'm not going to let you pass that behavior on. And my retic ate extremely freaking well that night.
1: I also do that. I will totally waste a colony. I'll straight, like,
0: you guys are getting waxed. Done, yeah, son. Chewers. Tub chewers. Chewers. Food wasters. Yep. And if you Gays. bite me, if you're dumb enough to bite me, I don't care if you're a pregnant mama or not. If you're dumb <laughs> enough to bite me, that's your last day on earth.
1: I will... Uh, feed off the males if they bite me. The females, I'll tend to keep them anyhow.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a but, learned behavior, bro. I ain't playing that game. You are not going to teach that to I, babies.
1: I almost never get bit anymore. I've I've really got some good tame ASFs, and uh, I haven't been bit by an ASF in a long. I take that back. I got ASFs off of, diff- off of somebody else a few weeks ago. Yeah, one of them fuckers got me good. Like, Yeah, but
0: those those aren't... Those aren't mine. Those aren't, Yeah, those aren't yours. Those aren't ones that you've... Yeah, I was I, getting the feed off. They've had multi-generational calming down versus... And I've noticed that. So yeah. th- this is totally becoming a freaking rap podcast tonight. But whatever. I don't even care. This is yeah, important. It is important. Um, So, I have now gone through about three generations, right? And the ones that started it all before I brought new blood in, and even the new blood that came in was fairly fairly calm, right? I'm in the third generation. The third generation, if you do not handle them enough, are no longer calm. They will turn around on you real quick. And go for your hand if you give them the opportunity. Oh, Uh, wow. So I've I've made the effort to ensure. And that's another reason I have to be in there all the time is I have to actually handle these rats so that it stays okay. They're more in the, and I feel so bad about it because they're, they're more in the mindset that they're a pet at this point, right? Even though I have a thousand freaking rats in my garage, they all feel like they're pets because they all get attention so that they all stay calm and I don't get bit. And then I feed them off to snakes because I'm a jerk and a half. But it happens, man. You have to keep working. And Tracy's, uh, oh, Lord. Tracy is uh, white white feather, right?
1: Kathy and Val are white Kathy feather. and
0: Val is white feather.
1: Val is the Three one I told to- you. Me and my buddy Val. Tracy, those I'm those-
0: sorry. I'll have to look it up genie bottle Morph is chase genie that's right oh my lord there's there's so many names on I'm, I'm horrible with names guys like i i'm great with faces but i'm horrible with names i apologize um i should know that too because they sent me a shirt i feel really bad now um who hey, tracy or white feather tracy okay <laughs> i'm a jerk like I said, aperture. Uh, no, go ahead. It, I'm sorry, I interrupted your thought process. Go.
1: No, when I was like, yeah, my me and my buddy Val loaded up all my stuff in the moving van, and his his wife was writing down all the sh- shit on the snake bags. That's they are white feather. Val and Kathy are white feather. They're yeah, the yeah, ones who have the ASFs you can like pick up and put kiss.
0: Put your hands in.
1: That's and yeah. Like, that's I, that's where I have.
0: I I literally have rats that when I'm cleaning their tub, you can you can open their tub, let them get on the floor. They'll climb up you and they'll just sit on your shoulder while you're cleaning their tub. They don't care. Now, I don't recommend that for everyone, but they're they're some of my oldest rats and I have a lot of trust in them. They don't go running from me.
1: Yeah. Val and Kathy have this rat named Mask. He has his own giant tub mansion. And when they're in there cleaning, they crack it open and put this piece of wood in his tub so he can get out and crawl all over all of the racks and she can call him back to his tub like he's an old ass rat i'm just like They're Damn. super
0: smart man
1: yeah rodents are smart dude i i try to give mine as, as like much enrichment stuff like as many boxes and tubes and like wooden chewy things and, and shit like that i give them a lot of uh Bones like steak bones and shit to, because they won't you know they'll like the meat off of it or whatever, but they'll just knock it around and play with it because it's too hard for them to chew through, and so I try to give them what I can give them, but I give them the best life I can give them before they serve their purpose. But they, I see the result. I see the result in the, um, the size. So Val and Kathy, I got their jumbo line. Um, I brought Anna a jumbo line male that she sold by accident and it was huge it is a, it's an ASF the size of a rat like mm. it, they're like up to 350 400 grams they're big that's
2: insane. um
1: the ta- just the tails and i and that's the only way i could tell which ones are jumbo I have the jumbo gene is i have to grab the tail cuz it actually has a different it's feel fatty. to it like it's an ASF's tail is like smooth The jumbo lines is rigid, like it has it has like ribs on it, like an ultra ribbed condom. That's the only thing I could think of. Is like that's just you would
0: take it there. You would take it there. So
2: that's (laughs) literally. Can you think of any other thing that's like that? Uh,
0: I can't say it because my wife's probably listening right now.
1: Okay. (laughs) Anyhow, so that's how. That's how I. that's how I um distinguish the jumbo line. But yeah, through the, the enrichment, the good water, the good bedding, keeping clean, moving air, low ammonia levels, like I see it in the reproduction and in the size and health overall of the ASFs. And then when I feed them to the snake, something I notice is like how a person, like when we eat healthy and, and shit, like our skin is more clear, our hair is shinier. My snakes look better into adulthood. like it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I just can't I can't get over it, man.
0: That's um let's kind of bring it back circle like we, we went off to a huge tangent on rodents. I'll let you show off some adult snakes while we're doing this, but um talking about like going back to moving and this is something that we've talked about numerous times but i think it's it's something that's good to be brought up to the community is you you were extremely worried that you had lost your season altogether and with this being your source of income now without the army to fall back on you were kind of in a scary place and i was just like give it time Relax, like we'll get it there. Just take your time. How how has the transition going into your next breeding season been? And what are some things that you would kind of advise people with? Because you're now starting to see that follicular growth, or you're starting to see some girls that you didn't think were going to go, starting to go.
1: Yeah. So. I've moved my collection quite a few times. I've been on, this is not my first time having it on or near the East Coast. And I didn't pick up on this until recently. And I don't know if I was talking to you or my girlfriend about this, about my snakes bouncing and retransitioning to. It was you? Okay, cool.
0: cool. Well, it may have been her too, but we've.
1: Okay. No, I was I was making no. It was not her. She wouldn't uh, care as much. you could you could show that woman a Pompeii, and she'll be like, "Oh, it's a normal." She, will ah, just to piss me off, just spite me. So, God, it makes me want to just shake her like a baby I never wanted. So, like,
0: do say that. <laughs> we're online. <laughs>
1: that can't be edited out. Yes, and it cannot be edited out. Oh. Um, anyhow, so okay. Moving, every time I've ever moved, it, it really has fucked with my breeding season in in a negative way. I always have girls reabsorb, like a lot. Like, I would say 90% of my females that are building when I move reabsorb. Uh, I am now to the point where I've been breeding ball pythons for eight consecutive years, and my more senior females who are like Five years or older, sort of were like, yo, we're just moving again. This ain't no big deal. I'm still going to give you eggs. My younger girls, who've maybe only given me a clutch or two, just reabsorbed real quick because that means they probably haven't moved before.
0: Right.
1: And then my grow ups, Obviously went off food for a while. they to stress and moving. Everyone went off food for a while, you know, just trying to retune in the conditions to a place I've never been. The altitude change, I think, is huge. Definitely. They feel that. The barometrics, they, they definitely feel that. So an ultrasound, if you have an ultrasound, it's going to be your best friend. It's going to tell you what your females are and aren't doing. A hundred percent. As far as getting the recycle is what I call it going, a lot of my more senior females, I am now noticing, will reabsorb sometimes because females have multiple lines of follicles and they'll just regrow that other line and I'll keep feeding, I'll keep breeding, And sometimes it'll be like 18 months, this male is still locking this girl. She is Mm. still growing. And it's like so crazy because she'll grow them all the way to like 20 millimeters and then then grow the other side. And so I just got to keep pairing and keep feeding. And if you go back, um, the only other documentation I know of this happening if you go back to Balls to You, Gavin Atkins has a real, really, really old video on his YouTube, the, his first ball python breeding series. Each video is really long, between like 20 and 40 minutes long. He talks about one time where that happened to him. And so that that happened. that's happening to me now, I'm noticing. And this is not the first time. This is the first time I'm able to look back at my Excel sheets and be like, here's the data I've collected. All right, I have this 4,000 grout. Clown female, big as hell. That's what she's doing. She is she is now growing her other line of follicles. Um, and then there are a few girls, they just straight surprised me, and I didn't think they were gonna give me shit, and then here they're coming ba. It's, it's three clutches in a week, and I'm just like, all right, thanks. So <laughs> I was, yeah, I was really scared for a while because if I don't, you know, make snakes, I don't make money. If I don't make money, I just can't do this. Simple as that. And it and it sucks because we live in a world where, um, and I don't mean this in like a way of instant gratification. We need money now. Like, if your rent is due tomorrow, that means your rent's due tomorrow, right? There's no, <laughs> you know what I you can't gotcha. pause time and make a sale real quick. Like, it doesn't work that way if you don't got nothing to sell. Well, fortunately, I have a lot of stuff to sell. Not as much as I normally would have. I, I think one year I went from, I had like 58 clutches, careful, 58 clutches, and then I moved to Oklahoma, and then I had three. Mm. And so last year I had 83 clutches, And this year, I'm going to have, I think, like six. And so, monetarily... It's rough. Oh, it
0: froze? No, I said it's rough.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's rough. Monetarily, that's rough. Project-wise, that hurts real bad. Because now I'm like, I'm even further behind on the projects that I was trying to have go. So Shane Kelly, the opposite happened for him. He moved, and it caused his girls to cycle. So looking at my old data, the last time I was on the East Coast, I had pretty early seasons. Like I would have babies between like May and June. Now when I went to Oklahoma and my girls recycled, they were giving me babies late in the year. So I was having late seasons, like July, August, September, October, even some, even into December, some Christmas times. I remember like I did have a Christmas Eve clutch. I was pretty pumped about it. So it's crazy now because my females are recycling back to the early season because all the clutches I'm having, I'm having right now during the summer from May and I think the last clutch I'm going to cut is 22 August. I cut that clutch. All my girls are already done laying, I think, for this year. But they're recycling so now they're growing that other line of follicles so it's so crazy because <laughs> It's I don't know, it's just mind blowing to me. I mean, nature always finds a way, is what we say. Right. But it's crazy to watch it happen in real time, in real life, with the data that I've kept and collected over the years. And I I didn't I don't even know how to what I would tell someone as far as how to prepare for this, because have an well, incubator, you... and have a backup incubator, and have an ultrasound.
0: <laughs> because it. you're seeing the follicles from one oviduct switching over to the other instead of having both oviducts go at the same time, are you seeing a much smaller clutch range than usual or are you still seeing around the same size of clutch?
1: That in my opinion is correlated to feeding. So There's more things that feed follicles than fat, but fat does feed follicles. The only time I power feed, and my definition of power feeding is just giving a snake um, multiple small meals so it has a higher caloric intake over a period of time to gain body fat. So I power feed my older males because I know they're going to go off food. So before I start breeding them, I try to tax them. Not a lot tack a little fat on them. My females, I'm just, they're going to eat them and just going to give it to them. And so I'm like, all right, that's too much. Like, I know you want another, but that's it. No, you'll regurg. So I, I push them because I know how much uh, fat they're going to lose through the laying process. But I find that the females who eat better Just give me bigger clutches. And also, I think that the first year of that snake's life, how they eat that first year is ultimately going to dictate how big they are, at least in the python and boide familias, without a doubt. So boas and pythons. Um, I can attest to that. So I noticed... No difference in the clutch range as long as the female's eating. But the younger females, I'm and I, I I'm glad you asked me this question because I didn't think about this till just now. The younger females, the younger, all of the younger snakes actually in general, males, females, all of them, grow ups, the younger the snake, it seems, the harder the transition was for them. The older the snake, it seems like they adapted far faster. The hatchlings actually were fast. It seems to be the subadults. The subadults are weird.
0: So here's okay. one of the things I want to say on that too. And it it's, might just be my mindset. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, do it. Go ahead. So your older breeders, whether they've been with you their full life or they've been with someone else, that comes into play, right? So, like, with you, they've probably moved two, three times at this point. Yep. When they were sold to you, they probably moved or got flown to you. So, oh, they've, yeah. they've been through multiple moves. It's more of a... It's not necessarily pulling them out of their rhythm. And um, you, you get that rebound fast. But I, I really wonder if, because of the age and the experience like obviously we know the older snakes gets until it's reproductive time kind of like the rodents right you you start out low you then they start producing a lot and then they dwindle down as time goes on right and um i wonder if due to that experience and the fact that they've been moved multiple times because as breeders we're let's just Let's say it for what it is, right? We're we're playing got to catch them all and then we're passing them off when we don't need them anymore. That's so, right. In essence, we are all flippers. It's just how flippers. how long do we hold on to that animal before we flip that animal? Yeah, uh, we're all looking flippers. at this in a business sense, which I'm not I'm not trying to start shit with anyone, but if you're looking at it, did you buy that snake from someone else and then sell that snake once it's usefulness to you is over, okay, you're essentially flipping a snake. That's what I do over here. (laughs) It is what it is. It is what it is. But um, because they are used to being flipped, per se, I I think you're going to maintain the better, not only clutch rate, but like the speed in which they um rebound is going to be a lot faster because they're they're more in tune with as bad as the sounds um the industry (laughs) and how it works right (laughs) because well what's everyone do bro what's everyone do and i'm gonna say it right now like what the hell does everyone do because you get that breeder female in what do you do you wait well hopefully you wait 60 days 90 days to do a full damn quarantine on it. Not yeah. everyone does. Some people get it, and two days later they're breeding the damn female and trying to push it right away, right? Because that's... they have to make it now, and it's a give me now, now, instant gratification, instant satisfaction. Mm. I need it now. It's a marathon. And, um, yeah. So, I, I I think that's why you're seeing that. I'm not going to say... I have no scientific proof of that. That's just... that's No, that's a solid theory. I,
1: I think... I think the same way. Theory. I just don't know how to word
0: it. Yeah. I'm just like, a jerk. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm no. blunt. I'm blunt. Y'all are a bunch of dab flippers. I, I am
1: also love. very blunt, and I will tell you. Um, I'll typically buy a male, breed him one or two years, and then he's, well, he's gone. Like that's 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 what I do when I want to get a new gene in my collection. If I'm like okay, I want Wookiee, so I'll just buy a Wookiee. I'll buy a single gene male Wookiee. I don't give a fuck, because I got the female power, you know? So I'll just <laughs> plug him away for a couple years. First year, I'll make all the hats I got to make, and then next year, I'll just make some other cool codom combos, and then I'll be like, all right, I'll sell them typically for more than I bought them for, because now he's a proven breeder. And so I've made my money, and then I sell him to someone who can use him, and that's and you know that they're gonna do they're gonna do the same fucking thing same thing and and I mean I have girls i just I just did a generic.
0: How, oh, let's say this, and if you're in the comments, I want you to interact with this like if if you're watching this right now, just for just for shits and gigs, right, how many times do you think a snake gets passed through different collections before it gets retired? So in my mind and the way I the way I've talked to people in some some of the circles I know, I'm gonna say that a snake probably has probably has between three and five homes minimum I'm, I'm gonna lowball it a little bit I'm gonna say three to five homes before it gets retired or it just stays out there for its duration
1: so I think if a snake i'm gonna I'm, I'm looking i'm gonna look at a snake's full lifetime and if i'm gonna say if it's being passed around keepers three to five is a good number i think six to eight is a little more realistic and you know because I, you know we know how people are um but let's say like it's a snake and it's a breeder and it gets passed around to just breeders I bet in a snake's lifetime it'll have twenty five to seven. I bet it'll have twenty to forty 20, breeders.
0: Twenty to forty breeders.
1: And the reason why is because let's say, and I, and I and this is this is actually the reason why I just sold, shipped, and everything. She's already to her new home, a single gene pinstripe proven breeder female, and she's. Been upgraded by a proven breeder, Lemon Blast Desert Ghost. So I no longer need her. I now have her upgrade. So that snake is from 2009. She's, or no, she's from 07. Right? So what, 2017, 18, 19, 21. So she's like 15. All right. I am like her 10th breeder. <laughs> And because, I mean, she's a single gene. She's a pinstripe. She's a proven breeder female. Someone is going to buy her for like 500 bucks, which is exactly what happened. And it's they just bought a proven breeder female to that was cheap so they could breed it so they could prove to themselves that they could breed it. And then once they realize they can breed a ball python, they're going to breed her maybe one or two more times and then she's going to go. Now, let's say that snake lives for at least 40 years, right? That's like 20 breeders minimum it probably goes through in its its lifetime because someone might breed her once and then sell her. Someone might get her, have her for six months, and she ain't doing nothing because she decides she's not going to breed that year, and then that person just sells her, and then that happens twice. And then finally the next person gets her four owners later and she starts to grow follicles again, but she's been through four people in like a year and a half. And so like, I think if a snake, a female is a breeder and she's alive for 40 or 50 years, she'll at a minimum have at least 20 breeders because I'll tell you, I like, I run a business. If I have, Mm -hmm. if I bring in a male, I'm only going to have him for two years and then he's gone. Even if he's 10 years old, I'll have him until he's 12 and then he's gone. 13 tops. (laughs) You know, three years tops. Uh, Females stick around a lot longer. But now I'm getting to the point where they're not going to be. I'll probably only have a female for six years. So if, let's say, I grow her from scratch, I'll breed her a few times and then her upgrade will be ready you know three years after i start breeding her
0: and that's one of the things that i was going to bring up when we said this is so a lot of breeders regardless of their size at this point right everyone Mm -hmm. only has an allotted amount of space yeah um you have so much room for breeders you have so much room for your hatchlings and your grow ups and you're stuck within that unless you decide to build out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, not everyone has that ability. Like where we live right now, what you see behind me is what, well, not just behind me, there's a little room left that I am fully going to take advantage of. And what you see behind me is going to get changed up as well. If we get stuck here longer than I want to be, but, um, Hmm. you you don't have infinite space. So you have, you have to work within your means. Now that means that some, some projects may get dropped so that you can work other projects more heavily. That means that some of your females, even if you created them and really enjoy them and have an attachment to them may only get, two or three seasons especially if they're not like a visual recessive and you've created a visual recessive from them that carries all the same genetics that the female's probably going as soon as the other females to size yep yeah. and uh, things like that and so i think you're right i think i think it's probably higher i'm playing i i was trying to get you to play devil's advocate and i think you played it perfectly the people that Actually decided to participate in that, which only two did out of seventeen people watching. So,
1: y'all, yes. y'all,
0: y'all being wusses, like input, input, input. You ain't gonna get called out here. It's okay. This is this could be your little safe zone. Don't be fucking um,
1: scared.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs>
0: um, scared money don't make money. You scared? Go to church. Right, right. Um. So. I, th- I think it was a good devil's advocate, man. And I think that's another thing. That, that's something that I would like to incorporate more in this show is honestly, let, let, let's bring some conflict. Fucking stutter McGee over here. Lord. I'm sorry. Today, Junior. Today, Junior. There's your copyright. right? Right. We both did it. It's done. It's done. Demonetized. So uh, I'm not even monetized. I'm almost there though. So if you guys enjoy this, Hey, there's another plug, do a boy, do your boy a favor, watch some more stuff, get us monetized so that we can start doing some more stuff. Like share. Um, For real. But anyways, I, I think it's important too. And I think that's the only way we're going to grow. A lot of the people that are innovating the area are doing some stuff. That's not per se looked well upon by everyone. Right. Like we're, we're going to have to c- have some conflict. And I was talking to someone in the industry that I, I've looked up to for a long time. And, um, they, they talked about potentially doing a project together that I, I'm not ready to divulge yet. you know, but don't say anything. Gotcha. Um, so th- there's a potential project with someone that has a lot of time in the industry that I, I really do respect. And they said that they chose me for that potential project because I'm very middle of the road. I am able to play both sides and I try to look at everything from both sides before jumping to conclusions. But I think there's a point where we kind of have to look at both both sides in a more... more emotional and logical state than just saying, okay, well, this is one side, this is the other. Now let's hear the arguments. That's something that we don't do as a society now. And we don't do as an industry. We're just like, this is the way it's been for 30 years. So let's just keep it this way. And (laughs) it's going to piss a lot of people off, man. Uh, It is. But I think if we want to grow and we want to continue to fight, um, that's, that's one thing that we haven't talked about. And something that I'm a huge, huge believer of is us arc. And their US Arc and US Arc Florida, especially, is going through
1: yeah. some major
0: battles right now. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't read the latest alert, I'm going to bring this up. Like, screw everything that we're talking about right now. This is kind of actually important. No, this is I don't like know why I didn't start shit. with this. Um, US Arc Florida, everyone that said, oh, ball pythons will never get hit. US Arc Florida just put out a letter that they got from FWC where they said the next round of animals that they are going to start looking at to potentially put on their lists. And guess what animal is on there boys and girls. Yep, Your Python regius, Python Regis, however you want to say it. Your yeah, ball Python. Python. regius. Yeah. Florida is going to try to find a way to put a ban on ball pythons. And if you look at anything that they've done recently, they're not having a sit down. They're not going through the right channels. They're not really giving anyone a voice. They're putting it on a list and then saying why. So you might want to start banding together with us arc and start doing your part. Um, like I said, I, I'm a huge supporter of us arc as
2: Hell yeah. I know
0: you are as well. Um, all all of our proceeds, since we have become a part of VivTech, are being donated to USARC until Arlington in September. Um, I am donating. I was I was lucky enough to be the very first affiliate program with VivTech, and I am donating over six months' worth of income from all sales that I've done with them to USARC. I'm not saying that people need to give up all their money and stuff like that. Get a membership, reach out. Like it's, it's the same thing that we've been preaching, not only for us for Arc in general, but us Arc Florida as well. Cause they are two separate ent- entities. Yeah. Um, And it, it's super important guys. Like if you, if you don't see the fact that we're being attacked regularly and on every level now it's, it's time that we can't just sit back. You, we have to do the attacking. Otherwise, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah,
1: uh, man, I'm not trying to move again because I will not give up my shit. Like, like I will. I am that fucking guy who's going to be on the news. <laughs> you know, like uh, I'll do everything the right way first. I will absolutely move out of Tennessee before I give up my animals but it ever comes to the point where i have to it's like it's gonna be fucked and i feel so bad like um i'm not like a big fan of like uh i don't really follow a lot of gecko people really uh but i know tiki's geckos is like one of the biggest gecko names or whatever and i saw tiki's geckos post and he's like i had to give away you know my pet tegu and i guess uh i read into the backstory a little bit he's had Depends. It's like his favorite pet. He's had it for a while. He had all these awesome pictures with it and memories with it. And he had to like give it uh, to a person that he trusts where he could, you know, see it and everything. But like, like, dude, that's so, like, oh, man. I I don't know. I, I can't, that hurt. Like, that makes me, my feelings hurt so much that I can feel it physically. Like I, now I see what people would mean by like, they say they get the feeling in the pit of their stomach. Like now I get that. It's, it's so fucked up because, and this is going to sound pretty awful too. I'm grateful that I'm not him and as selfish as that is, but at, realistically I can be, you it's could
0: literally literally very, just, quite easily be in his yeah his shoes, shoes very by this time next year cuz that's that's essentially how long this legislation takes most yep. times is they'll put something out one year they'll get the voting on and it'll be passed or banned within the next year um, yeah. there are some things that obviously have been pushed beyond that or have been completely dismissed because of the efforts of the community which is super important like y'all just just do your part like freaking do your part bring the fight to the government don't this that's gonna sound bad this whole video is about to get nixed just for that statement <laughs> yeah,
2: right? but, um,
0: as far as the political system and the way they work things if you don't bring the fight to them and just um become what's the word Pre-
1: proactive
0: yeah, if you're not proactive and you're retroactive or just responding to what happens, uh, you're just we we've said this before. You're not going to be in a good place. Like just push forward.
1: Yeah, you will lose to, your animals. Pedal to
0: the floor and keep fighting. That's all we can do.
1: Yeah, there's just I don't know. In my mind, ain't nobody gonna fucking tell me what to do, man. I just there's no way I would. But after 10 years in the army, there ain't no oh, way. Oh, yeah. You. There ain't no way I'm going to let some motherfucker tell me what to do. I don't give
0: a shit. I mean, at this point, like, even if it came down, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep all my animals and then I'm still going to breed my animals just to replace them as they grow old and reach the end of their lifespan. So I keep all yeah. my animals. It's
1: That's just so, I... it's like, oh, my. It's scary. And it's scary to the point where, like, like I don't. How do I put this? How do I articulate this? I've been shot at a few times, quite a few times, and I've jumped out of a shit ton of airplanes, and I've done a lot of bungee jumping and a lot of crazy shit, and I've been really nervous, but I haven't felt the feeling of actual fear in a long time, and this actually makes me feel the feeling of fear because this is i am only one man who has the power of one man right i can't i can only do what i can do that's why we really all really have to pull together um you can you can go on the website and you can literally it's literally right there for you. All you have to do is like copy, paste. It, it tells you how to do it. it Absolutely, it takes
0: like man. Like they make they make it dummy proof. And less than
1: five minutes of your day.
0: So I, I don't have it now, and I, I messed up on that. Like we said, this is kind of like an ad lib podcast, but I will have the links for both the us art channel which i think everyone should be a part of and make sure you're commenting and like actively on there so that they see it is a united front and your membership for us art so the links for both of those will go in the description down below along with all of brandon's stuff so that we could force him to be on social media <laughs> God,
1: I know, dude, i'm so
0: this fucking guy
1: anti-social oh, i'm such an introvert I'm such an intro I still love you, bro. I, still, I love you too, bro. man. It is. It is what it is. I just wake up with four quarters. That's yeah. I mean. so I tell people I wake up with four quarters, and for every social interaction, I give away a quarter. Usually, I'll
0: have like twelve social interactions in a day. Oh, bro, I'm yeah. like at negative twenty bucks by the end of the day. Yeah, dude. Out.
1: So then, that's how many days I need to recover. So if I'm at like negative eight, that means I need to be alone for two days. Just to get back to my, on the third day I'm waking up with four quarters again. <laughs> but it's not, like, it's not like it's not like if I don't see anybody the next day I get eight quarters. Fuck no, I still only have my four quarters. <laughs> it super sucks, but I'm trying and it sucks because I actually like have content edited, made, done. Put I just out. literally have to do it and I'm just like, put it out. Yeah, I know. I just you be a lazy piece of shit and do it. I'm working really hard on my rodent facility right now. That is just my, because my when I in the move, here's something to be prepared for. This happens to me every time. Um, you will lose rodents. I recommend if you can go out and buy some frozen thawed, uh, stock up on that, have it delivered straight up to your like new place, so <laughs> yeah, it's like there for you um and buy a few extra hundred live if you can depending on what time of year you move rodents can die from stress they could die from heat they could die from cold they could just die from you know the normal things that every rodent can die from and i i think the soft furs are a little more hardy which i found quite surprising when i moved from Fort Bragg to Fort Sill, so from North Carolina to Oklahoma. I was breeding rats, mice, and ASFs at that time. And I was for a long time wanting to transition to just ASFs, and that choice was made for me when all of the rats and mice died in the move and none of the ASFs did. It was just too hot. Uh, The ASFs were all sweaty, but they were all alive they all had water and fans and everything. It just the rats and mice couldn't hack it. Right. So I think you need to be prepared to lose some rodents. Put far more care into your snakes though. Not saying that one life is worth more than the other, but as far as on your wallet, it will be. Right. Right? right. Like even if you lose a normal
0: that's more money than a, a rat.
1: Well, depending on where you go nowadays.
0: Well, I mean, if you go, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about this. This, this go is ahead, yeah, yeah. This is a little rant, all right. Um, so we're getting a we're getting a lot of hate from our local pet shops or exotic pet shops, which I, I understand, man. They they've had the market here for an extremely long time. They they're just they're very used to their system. Um, as you know, we have a show here, uh, we have a show me snake show, you know, it's actually next weekend and, uh, th- they're giving a lot of pushback on it. They're trying to kind of keep it from growing, which is frustrating. <sighs> you you want to play the middleman in that, right? Cause you, you're the local guy and you want to have the ability and like, keep a, keep a friendly stature within your local community and the shops there. But at the same time, you want to see the market here locally grow. And it's like, well, how do you do that? You bring a show in and you start getting people from out of town to come in. And they're like, well, there's these shops and we didn't find what we were looking at at the show. So you go to the shop and it's like, you're bringing the shop more business, but it's just, it's been kind of a fight. But so like, speaking of like, Is one life more valuable than another? You could pick up a normal ball python, give or take for 50 bucks at most places, right? You could pick up an ASF, give or take most of the time for like, well, now probably like more like five bucks. Yeah, for a date. So we'll say that uh, the $5 range is the ASF range, right? Well, one of the local stores here decided to mark all of their ASFs at $50 a piece. I was like, you're really going to do that kind of a markup?" And I watched them sell some to some customers. And I was like, holy freaking, like.
1: I mean, maybe like 50, 60 bucks for a car. I mean, it,
0: it's pretty a equal. Colony. It's pretty but, damn equal life right there. I'm just saying. That's. But, um. I mean, man, I've, like seen, I've seen, I've seen ASS dumb. for as high as like
1: $16 a rat. And that 50 bucks. $50
2: i mean no it,
0: doesn't, it doesn't surprise $50 me make body, you, but holy shit 50 dollar make you holler for an asf and make yo i'll
1: sell all my ASF for 50 dollars. i'll pay this fucking house off what's good <laughs> oh, shit
0: man. yeah it's it just like the markup that they're doing on people right now and i think that's part of the reason you know what i mean it's like they're putting such a markup on that if More people start coming in and they're like, well, that's not, that's not like the base market value of these animals. They're going to start losing some profit.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fucked up because even the shop could go shut up at the show. You know, like, why are, that's dumb. That makes no business sense.
0: What the fuck do I know, though? You know what I mean? I don't know. We're just we're just nobody readers, man. We don't know anything.
1: I ain't shit. You know, it's i went not like day I day. don't have.
0: Well, I have an associates in business <laughs> and accounting, and I uh, I almost have a bachelor's in both as well. So it's uh, like, yeah, I don't know anything about business at this point.
1: That's pretty good. I almost have about my bachelor's is almost done. I'm about to roll right into my master's. So it's like
0: Get that shit. Go get your doctorate (laughs) too, so I could start calling you Doctor.
1: No, Doctor Brandon. (laughs) That's too much, man. (laughs) I'm gonna take what my GI Bill will cover, and that's it, dude. That's it. I can't do. I don't know. That's a lot of school. That's a lot of. And even if I did, I'm just breeding ball pythons. I'm not. (laughs) I'm just going to college because. Everyone told me my whole life I'd never be able to do it. So fuck. Right, right. That's literally the
0: only reason. Don't like it. <laughs> just to spite. My, mine wasn't even that dude. Like I did it and I just didn't like it. I still don't like, to be honest, I still don't like it. I can't stand it, but no, I, I, I got so. kids and I'm like, well, I want to, I want to be a positive. Ex- <laughs> yeah. And to them and I know you want to be what your kids look up to. Crap like that. well, the big thing is I started and I was like, well, it's free. So I need to go and they're going to pay me. So yeah, that's I part. do that while I get my, the business that I want to do off the ground. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: after that, it's, I don't want to see my kids see me quit anything anymore. Like ever again, that's the worst, like that's the worst thing you can ever do. And we do it a lot. And you, you have to know your time to quit with some things right like there's an out for some things but i don't want to ever see my kids see me in a comfortable state where it's not like i need to get out like for the well-being of everyone i need to get out right yeah so anything that is actually benefiting our life like a job or anything like that i don't want them to see me just quit because i can
2: yeah, yeah, no. What I mean,
0: true. because you, it, it goes back to the like some of the psychology stuff we were talking about, and we always talk about is like you, you create that habit, and that ha- that's one of the hardest habits to quit, man. Like I don't care if uh-huh. you, if you've done drugs, I don't care if you've been an alcoholic, I don't care what you've done. It's um. Quitting is a habit that just doesn't it doesn't go away. Like once you once you start down that path, you roll it. And I'm a plain example. Like everything uh, up until the army, everything I had done in life, I had quit like before it got too hard for me. I just gave up.
1: Mm. <laughs> Man, I, I've never I've been I think mostly in a state of survival. So I never had the op for me. It was like quit equals I'm not eating today, you know, or something like that. So um, one time I, I went through this idol vice, it's called like the idol vice or whatever. It's basically the German army's version of like ranger school. Right. So, so I, I just get really lucky because I know how to fucking ski. And that's like one of the requirements, is because you have to like be able to put someone in a in like a little taco and ski them down this mountain when you're going through the mountain portion of the course. And uh, I had a commander a few years after I took that course. I did. I ended up passing. It was like me and like I think six other dudes. I'm the only ones who made it. So the Americans, anyhow. So I had a commander ask me a few years later, like, well, so what made you like? want to take that course I was like, I didn't want to it just it got offered to me so I you know I didn't say no. And he's like, well, that's such a hard course that like most people they just give up. so what like made you want to do it? And I was like, nothing made me want to do it. there's just no quit in me. like that just doesn't exist in me but I because it doesn't exist in me, I see it when it exists in others all the time and I see what you mean and it's a commonality it's it's with everything whether it's like uh I don't feel like doing that today whatever yeah. that is like oh I don't have to go it's get like, gas today I can go yeah, get it's, gas.
0: The, it's the runaway syndrome man or however you want to put it like that is a good way to it, work. it's easier to it's easier to run away or to give up than to face or confront what's in front of you. And it's rough, man. Like it, it's a mentality. Like I said, once you get into it, you don't pull away from it. And it's something that's learned. It's something that's generational for sure. Oh, um, yeah. my, my grandpa wasn't that way. My grandpa was very stubborn and he stuck to it, but um, I love, I love my parents to death but they are very they're very much so if they don't like their situation they're quick to change it It's like sometimes sticking out through that hardship is it's sometimes better for you you know what i mean like oh yeah one it, it makes you better as a person but two it uh it just it proves to yourself Like you, you going through that conflict. And that's one of the things that we were taught in the army, right? Is stress is good. A certain, a certain amount of stress is good for you. Yeah. It forces you. Yeah. It forces you to think through the situations or to push yourself beyond your comfort zone. And once you do that, you realize that you have so much more that you can do. Oh God, dude. Yeah.
1: Like. I can't tell you how many times I've like things have been so hard where I've like thought about selling out. And in my mind, it doesn't matter how much I think about it, I'm never gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like Better not. I'll downsize if if need be, which tends to be, you in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would.
0: I said I, that real low so that they don't hear that. Hopefully they didn't hear that. They're gonna market for violence. Uh, so <laughs> yeah i murmured that last part so it doesn't get <laughs> yeah right so <laughs> all the community strikes today
1: so like if i would have for example quit you know if i would have moved here and i would have let the wreck like fuck me up and i would have been like oh now i can't breed anything or make nothing or whatever then you miss out on like the most gangster of shit. And, like, nothing is really, really bad for really, really long. I got that from Brandon Milam. He's a good dude.
0: It's oh, true, man. Like, like, in the moment and when it's consuming you, it's that's bad. The, yeah. And it's horrible. And it, it might be, like, what am I looking for? Like,
1: It might like, be the worst thing of in of that course. moment.
0: Yeah. Well, like it, it might make you like freeze in that moment, but once you push through it and this is something that, cause I've been to multiple therapists, man. And this is the one, the one constant with every therapist that I've talked to is <laughs> mama for, for sure. For sure. I love you, babe i am kind of a little kid sometimes but um Mm -hmm. i am the the one constant with all of those is they said when you get to that point if you just push through it and they were all giving me exercises to push through it yep and once you get through that it doesn't seem that bad and everything else seems a little bit easier each time. It's the snowball effect. It works both with fear and against fear, but you have to create that snowball before it can turn into a giant avalanche or whatever you want it to turn into per se. Right.
1: Yeah. So one word you used earlier is habits. And I think that's so important um, because Habits are hard to break. Making habits are even harder. So when I was stationed in Korea, I think I was 20 years old. And I went to the gym every fucking day. And I had to walk a mile to the gym. I think like maybe even further than a mile. It was pretty far. One time I was hungover. It was negative forty outside, and just a blizzard. I got my fucking drunk ass out of bed and went to the damn gym, and then I came home, went back to the barracks, and then threw up and just felt terrible.
0: But I still went to the gym. Like you you should have stopped the story right
1: there. (laughs) I know
0: it was just hangover. That was the perfect climax right there. (laughs) <laughs> I it's like, it. I, I did it, and I kept my habit, but it felt terrible. <laughs> you know,
1: the after felt terrible. Oh, it was man. the drinking and all that bullshit. But there, there, there's the other thing is like, if I wasn't drinking all the time, it would have made my habits easier to keep. So you can also do things to – because cause once it becomes a habit is when it's hard to break. I was like – because, man, at that juncture in my life, I was like – there ain't no fucking excuse why I can't go to the gym. Like, I'm out in the field, all right? I've been we've been out in the woods training for four fucking days. I'll put two water jugs on a metal pole and curl them shit. Like there ain't no fucking reason. There there's not one. Not a fucking one. There's no excuse, makes no sense. You know your kids keeping you up late? Cool. Keep yourself up late another extra fucking hour. There ain't no excuse like Or do it a bit and wake up an hour early. There's just no reason for it. And that was like my mentality because that habit was just so drilled in me. Like so drilled in me. So like habits I have today, I know like morning routines are so important to everyone's success. Um, One of the first things I do every morning As far, not for, like, myself, like, actual things that I have to get done. Like, in the morning, the first thing I do is, like, smoke pot. So, the next thing I do, (laughs) I'm just kidding, guys. I can't do that. If I do that in the morning, my day is shit. I do that at night. So, I check... First things I do is I check all the thermostats, make sure the temperatures are good. I look at where all the probes are and make sure the probes are good. I temp gun at least each level of every tub. I go and I candle all the rat water buckets. Like I do all what I call safety checks. I make sure none of the water spouts are leaking for the rats. You know, like I just have this good habit. I cannot tell you how many times that habit has saved my ass. Like. I, that's the first thing I do when I wake up and that's also one of the last things I do before bed. I do it twice a day and man I cannot tell you like how many times I found oh dude a paint like a, a hopper got out and chewed the where the water spout is and now there's water just dripping into a tub and yeah you know, John me and John were on the phone a few days ago and I was doing my checks and
0: that shit happened You almost made me throw up you jerk. Yeah, the, the smell is just so putrid Like you literally, all you did was talk about it And I was like, I know that smell
1: It's
2: so putrid,
0: man but,
1: but like A long, 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 long time ago When I first started breeding I might have only ever had like This is maybe my first or second season I was buying these cheap, shitty racks And I, I don't even know who made them uh, I don't even think the company's in business anymore but ev- all of the levels, and they all had thermostats and everything melted through. Like the heat tape fucked up from um, rubbing against it. And eventually, all the levels, it, it was like one tub, and then it happened with a couple more, and eventually they were all melted. But I noticed with my safety checks, I'm like opening the tub. All my snakes are at the front of the fucking tubs, and the tubs are all really hard to open. And then you learn things like troubleshooting procedures. Like, okay, this is wrong. What do I need to start to check to fix it? Those habits are so integral of being successful. Like, and you need, because like now in my head, no matter what I do, I'm like, all right, I need to look at each one of these snakes today. I need to at least see them all once today. And usually that's first thing in the morning. Uh, here's a good habit. If it takes less than five minutes or less, just knock it out real quick. And anyway, when you get up and do that first thing in the morning, get a fuck ton of shit done, it puts you in this, like, productive mindset. Like, wow, I got so much done, and it's still early, and I have all day. What more can I get done? You know, it's, it's a very good – whatever it takes to put you in a positive mindset, those habits are just so important. And so when things do get hard to not quit and push through it, it's hard to make that a habit because habits take consistency. You don't ever want to be consistently put in that position, you know, in the army we are. But this is like, you know,
0: real life now. It's a little bit different, a little bit different. But, um, yeah, man, there's, there's just been, there's been so many things tonight. And I, I think it all comes full circle. Uh, like we've essentially talked the hardships of moving, the hardships of just even coming back together and that even the mentality part that we just went through, it's like moving caused you to kind of break the mentality at first. You got back in your rhythm, obviously. Right. But, um, all of it, all of it is just full circle. And if you want to be successful, I'm not even going to say successful. Like I, I, I really hope that you're successful. I hope that I'm successful. I, I damn near hope that everyone in this industry is successful at some point. Right. But oh yeah, just, just for the care and the health of the animals, the care and the health of the people behind the animals, because we don't, we don't see a lot. Right. And, you and me have opened up a lot more than a lot of people do like you know you know a lot we'll just say that like if yeah. i ever feel threatened you guys might not see brandon again that's all i uh, no i'm just playing <laughs> like it's at that point he he knows some dark stuff about me um but what what i'm really saying is like everything that we put into the animals everything that we put into ourselves That we put into social media like you you guys get such a small glimpse of everything and uh i think this is actually refreshing like i i enjoy this form of how the podcast has gone so much more now that because it's not just ball pythons and we were doing that for a long time yeah um and obviously that that's the common factor is like ball pythons are reptiles but This is allowed for something much more, and uh, you, you're starting to get to know people on a much more personal level. Um, you, you're starting to see the intricacies of how people work, and that—that's what I really like. And even with this, like, how do I want to put this? Like, you and me have talked about that. There, it's the persona. Yeah right I'm, like you you have a social media persona i have a social media persona versus our full daily life oh god it's yeah not it, and granted ours isn't ours isn't to the extreme that other people's are
1: like, oh no there's some pretty much what
0: you see is what you get with us but there's we <laughs> this is we, awesome we hold back just the <laughs> insie yeah. bit right but, yeah um
1: but, uh, yeah, there are people who – they're, they're like, yo, this isn't what I thought you would be like because the only thought that I have of you uh, – hey, what's up, brother? Um, the only thought that I have of you is what I've seen on social media, right? Exactly. And And, yeah, you'll get them and you'll be like, yo, who the fuck are you? I ain't seen this, this motherfucker. I don't know who you are. You know, like it's It's wild this is just me, but without a lot of swear words and, and as calm as I could be because I'm a, a very, uh, when I get real excited, I talk really fast and then I get really loud,
0: you know? <laughs> that, that has to be an army thing, dude. Cause we would do the same thing. Like you, you hear it. I, I actually blow out the damn microphone a lot, especially when I start getting excited. Like I start going, we do the same thing and then I, I like lean into the microphone and now I'm aware of it. So like I try to get quieter as I move closer, but (laughs) like just silly things like that, man. Um, I really, I really think we we covered a lot of good stuff. I don't want to hold you up. I know you got to do your checks. I know you got to do a lot of things. Yeah, Um, it's really. I I love you, bro. (laughs) Yeah, it's like two hours later for you. I love you, brother. I appreciate everything that you put out today and just taking the time, especially like. At the last second to do this.
1: Um, Oh, yeah, of course, bro. Fuck yeah.
0: You guys, like I said, I'll put all his links down below. I'll let him do his plug for his stuff right now. And then we'll let him dip out and do his stuff.
1: All right. Well, guys, if you want to check out how I do things or what I'm putting out or great shit. As far as education and certain things people don't want to show, you can go look at my Instagram, oodles, uh, noodles, oodles underscore letter A underscore noodles. It'll be in the description below. Um, on Facebook, I'm just Brandon Hernandez. Good luck finding that. That's like fucking fuck you, the Joe Biden and Mexican for
0: Smith. <laughs> white Mexican name you'll ever find in world.
1: Yeah, worst. right. God, how, you, how, how are you the palest tortilla ever? Right. <laughs> actually got some sun to this. I'm, I'm a little copper. I'm a little copper on the arm. But yeah, if you guys um want to go look at stuff like how to untangle an umbilicus, how to put a snake that's not absorbing yolk into an artificial egg so it will absorb the yolk, and a lot of that type of stuff that people don't like to talk about or show or know or whatever. I, I volunteered at a vet office for years and learned a lot of cool stuff. I just put it out for free for you guys because I never had a mentor to do that for me. So yeah, oh, you know, and, and leave me alone. I'm really introverted. I like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: really introverted. Oh, but shit. if you have like a serious question or serious needs, go ahead and slide into my DMs.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Hell yeah. I love you, bro. I love you. Thank you so much. I love much. you too, brother. You have a great night, brother.
1: Hey, you too, man. I'll talk to you later.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, I hope you uh, I hope you freaking enjoyed that. Uh, Next week, we have a true OG. He said mentor. Uh, This guy's mentored so many people in the industry. Um, I just I can't say enough. I, I love the guy I'm about to freaking talk to next week. And that's Mr. Brian Gundy. So I hope you guys come by. Stay in tune for that. And I hope like I said, I hope you enjoy this. We'll see you on the next one. I love you guys. We'll see you next week.